You're listening to a Pave Media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment. Hello and scree-onk and welcome to the Fake Nerd Podcast. <laughs> I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me as always Hell yeah. is Sparks Witty. Hi. Ben Magnet. I'm back. Back up Ben Magnet. Thank you for I coming you back. Were gone. I keep forgetting you were gone last yeah, week. Yeah, you Not did. Not as a slight to you, but you like did. I forget it was last oh, week. Oh no, I was listening because I listened to the episode. Well, half, <laughs> it took uh, okay, minutes I listened to, to half the episode because I stopped at the John Wick review because I didn't Hold want on. to be spoiled. Nice. And you, you son of a bitch, were like... Oh, yeah, we forgot. Ben's not it's here. It's not only his fault because we also forgot. Yeah. It's all our fault. <laughs> yeah, oh. we, we all forgot. Oh. And Ryan James Eliopoulos. It's me. Get the James out it's of it. A, it's great to know that I am loved and appreciated Look, by my friends. Know, what it honestly is is we spend a bunch of time talking to each other that day, and you oh. kind of forget that, like, oh, we need to acknowledge that there's a person not in the room yeah. because we're, we've been well aware of it for yeah. hours. Speaking <laughs> of people not in the room, we uh-huh. have two people in the room oh, that are normally not here. In the room where it happens? Okay. Yeah. That's you want to introduce <laughs> these people for us, Sparks? Because yeah, yeah. I'm speechless now. Who are you people? What are you doing in my house? We, we've got uh, friends and listeners. Uh, Marty. Speak into the mic, Marty. Hi. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> and and Sam. Hi. What up, guys? They're old friends of ours, Sparks yes. and I. Yes. Uh, we've known them for years. Correct. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Fakner Podcast. Thank you for having us. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Thanks for being here, bud. <laughs> that's, a, that's a taste of Marty for you. Um, uh, all right, so how was your guys' week? We'll go around the horn. Sparks, how was the matter your horn. Never mind. Sparks oh. is busy doing something. Ben, my, how was your week? My headphones got caught on my mic cable. <laughs> oh, okay. Ben, how was your how was your two weeks? Uh, well, uh, as you guys know, last week was uh, my friend, kind of like my sister's graduation. She graduated from mine and Brandon's alma mater, Cal State Northridge. Yeah, yeah. So I what I went to still my best, still the best thing that's ever happened to me is graduating college. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll peak somewhere eventually. Eventually. But we, um, I saw her graduate, so it was really cool seeing her walk across the same stage that uh, Brandon and I walked across five years ago. Dude, can you believe it was five years? Starfleet Academy. Yeah. I, yeah, I wow. wish. If only it really was Starfleet. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't get that, Starfleet Academy was uh, the Oviat Library at our school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Library In uh, Star Trek 2000. Hey, man. Yeah. It was the Starfleet Academy the year that uh, Into Darkness came out, so good for you. That's when you Star- were there. Star- Shut. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go in there. So you don't solely, don't solely <laughs> like slowly name. breaking me today. He's solely <laughs> injecting salt into your Brandon. Okay, Ben. Yes. Continue. It was, Nasty salt. it was really nice. So um, this thing work was work. It sucks as always. But I have to say, this past weekend, huge, huge shout out to the Downright Nerdy Podcast. Holy crap! Oh yeah, I was gonna, so, I was gonna do the same. Yeah. So. I won. Um, they had a giveaway, and I won a Daenerys Targaryen uh, poster. It's in my room right now. I'm it good. is beautiful. It is a really cool poster. Back when she's in her old Khaleesi uniform, and the three dragons are on her side, it's really nice. And not only did they send me the poster, they went the extra mile and they sent me three Amelia th- Clark. No, <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, get on the podcast. <laughs> she just won't. Please Sorry. welcome <laughs> Amelia Clark. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. I wish. No, um, they sent me three keychains, uh, Infinity Gauntlet with the stones in it, a Thor's hammer one, which I have on my keys right now, and a really cool cap shield, a Hand of the King pin, which my girlfriend Fanny just claimed for her. She probably has it at her badge at work right on her badge at work right now. That's what girls do. Yeah. They always just claim your yeah, stuff. Yeah, they claim my. They always claim my shit. And then is that true, Sam? Uh, no, it is not true. Damn, Damn it. it! And then uh, wow, 
we're all so sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Proven in this moment. Go ahead, then. No, and they also wrote me this because when they told me that they won, I wrote this like very long, like I've been Nightborn of House Magnet, World of D20s, blah 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 blah. They copied that word for word and wrote it a really nice thank you note. It's it was all up on my Instagram story. And just huge shout out to them. They did not have to go that extra mile of giving me more stuff than the thing I thought I won. So huge shout out to fake, to downright nerdy. They're we're awesome. The fake nerd podcast, yeah, we are the fake nerd podcast. I don't know why I almost said us. That <laughs> while you were awesome. Narciss- That's why. That would have been very narcissistic of me, <laughs> Ben. While you brought that up, it's a good chance for me to also give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little while ago, we got a notification that someone had bought two T-shirts from our merchandise store, and I had no idea who it was. It was nobody in this room, yep. surprisingly. <laughs> so I was like, I already bought my T-shirt. I'm good. Yeah. I, I, so I was like, who the hell could this have been? It was the Downright Nerdy Podcast. Yeah, and they went live on Instagram today, and they were and uh, uh, Michael was, was is it Michael? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Michael was wearing our shirt. Yeah, so, yeah. Th- so huge thank so you to them. So holy crap. Thank you for the support uh, to the Downright Nerdy Podcast. Uh, yeah. You guys yeah. are great. You guys are really, really great. Appreciate yeah. you. Uh, as Ryan described them, right? Class acts. Class acts. Class Except act. there's an other word that's... That's there was an F word before They're, class act. You know what? <laughs> they are class acts. Classy AF. Uh-huh. Did you think of fruitin' class act? Fracken. <laughs> oh, fracken. Yeah. There you go. BSG. Also fruitin'. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really great. Uh, Michael and I were messaging around this stuff and mm-hmm. talking about, oh, we got to figure out a collaboration. I actually have an idea, and we'll, All right. I'll talk about I it also with have them an later. Idea, but so I, have to, I, know they're, I know they're based up in the Bay Area, yeah. but if they ever, uh, Michael and Riley, if you ever find yourselves in the Southern California area, hit us up, and we'll work something out. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we tend to put every, all of our friends on the show when they're in the LA area. Whenever, whenever we could, really. <laughs> and you can bet your butt. Right, remember. Marty? Right, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you can bet your butt that if I'm ever back up north in the Bay Area, I'm going to be calling up as like, hey, I don't want to sound presumptuous, but I'm in the Bay Area, so wink, wink, nudge, just nudge. Podcast? I can mark? just see, see Ben. Hey, I'm outside your studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I, outside your mom's basement. <laughs> let me in. How'd you find us? I have, I have reasons to be in San Francisco from time to time, so if that ever happens. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So, anything else you wanted to bring up? Or um, I did. I pulled a Brandon. I saw oh, no. three movies in a week. You, you saw did. two movies yesterday. One I of them, did. one of them, <laughs> one you've already seen. But yes. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. One of them I did. Uh, Fanny, she will really want to see Endgame again. She, we haven't been able to see it. So, she yesterday she's like, let's go see Endgame. I'm like, cool. But we also have to see Aladdin. She's like, yeah, we'll go see Endgame. We'll have dinner. Then we'll go see Aladdin. Double feature. So I was taking. Yeah, pulled the same. Hold on to yeah. that lady. Yeah, <laughs> she's not going anywhere. Um, oh no, <laughs> not like that. Shut up. Do you hear that, Amelia? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we. I mean, I've done. Hey, I'm Amelia. Oh, don't, don't put, put her on the, the hill. Not the hill. Not the hill. She's been through enough this week. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she, she has. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, sh- I've. I mean, I've done double features like that before, where I've taken a break on gotten food and then seen again but not after a yes, three dragon hour ball, dragon ball battle of the gods and guardians of the galaxy yeah same day your mother that's, ever. A, that's a good that's, double feature yeah, that is a combo yeah, yeah it but is. we went saw With tgif right in the middle we did mm. and we went and saw endgame i gotta say that movie's still great yeah it was my fourth time seeing it her second time and that movie's still just kick ass Man. i mean my theater it was a nice good turnout decent sized turnout not a lot of cheers a lot of people were laughing but like a month later, almost too. Yeah, 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 but I have to say, people, turn six, off your effing phones. Two point yeah. six Seriously. billion dollars. Yes, absolutely. Uh, as you know, I am. Uh, yeah. No, there's a guy in in the front. 
there's a dude in the front row of my theater who had his phone on and there's a lady who sat in front of me who who like nicely said turn off your phone during a soft scene and then after a, a scene happened still was on his phone she yells out turn off your phone turn it off good good you those people need to be yeah, I, I, everyone who takes out their phone should go to hell. Marty, um, <laughs> Marty you manage a movie theater. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Marty, you how do. Many, how many complaints in the, in the mic, Marty. do you get about people with their phones on? Uh, every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. every oh, once in a while. Okay. Yeah, right. it doesn't happen too often. That's good. Respect. Yeah. Uh, Marty, I have a complaint. When I was in your movie theater watching Creed 2, there were me- there were multiple people behind me who I don't even think he worked there. Actually, he did. My time. mom talked to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. I'm very sorry about that. You should uh, go tell a manager. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, yeah. why don't we go? Oh, man. <laughs> week, no, week was good. Week was good. Uh, Ryan, my, most of my week was tied to Sparks. Uh, so anything I talked well, about. What do we do? Uh, what didn't we do this week, my man? Guys, uh, I'm waiting for you guys to talk about the one thing. Uh, we finished Titans. We did finish Titans. That guys, happened. We finished Titans. We'll get there. there. There's another thing I want you guys we'll to talk there. about. We, uh, we saw Longshot. Longshot was really good. We really yeah. liked it. Yeah. Oh, Longshot. I know what you want us to... We, you know what we did? We recorded a new Basement Arcade special. That's what oh, we did. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We did, do, we we did that. do that. That'll we be did, probably yeah. coming out sometime next week. We're going to get Brandon um, in with this. Uh, oh, we also went to Star Wars land. Hey, Longshot was real good, though. Thank you. I wanted to ask that question. Longshot was good. Yeah, Longshot's real good. So, yeah. Galaxy's Edge. You guys went to Galaxy's Edge. We did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for for reasons, we were able to go to an early preview of Galaxy's Edge. It How was, was it? How was it? It's real cool. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. If you like Star Wars, were you uh, able to do a ride? Yeah. Two. Twice. Twice. Wow. Yeah. Is it is it good? It's great. Yes. Yes. There there are positions in the ride, and if you get the weakest position uh, multiple times, it kind of uh, which we did deters from the ride because you don't get to like do other things. But uh, that's probably you, a problem there for are, the so future. There are it's two an interactive ride. Yes. There yes. are two pilot positions, two gunner positions, and two engineer positions. That sounds awesome. Ooh. It is, and uh, you your specific job can affect how well the mission goes. Wow. So like, you know, if one person's not doing so well, it, it shows and, mm. you know, all that. Uh, the, it, so there's yeah. very, there are variations according to how well you're performing. The piloting is wow. the hardest one and then probably the gunner and then engineer's easiest and we got engineer yeah, twice. Like that which second is just time, pressing buttons. Because that second time we didn't even get stuck in the meteor field on the no. way back. We had better pilots. Because we had better pilots. The first pilot, she was like 70, no offense. Yeah. <laughs> can you call people out? Like... We, we I mean that like you could, but you're a jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she was hey, like, hey, beer, get your shit together. You hey, pilot, stop sucking. Yeah. Yeah. You're just you're just trying to help everyone through it, honestly, and you're having a good time. Even even if you're doing a bad job, you're still having fun. It's you, still really cool. You know yeah. So like when we go together, can we like call each other out? We oh, can. Yeah. Sure. We as can because we know friends, everyone. But we were with four strangers yeah. both times we did it, and it's like I'm not gonna like shout at them for being bad at this. Yeah. You know what this sounds so like? Not supposed to yell at people when they do bad things. No. In terms of Star Wars entertainment, though. Yeah. Hey, people get yelled at for Star Wars. We're all in this together. You're you're all on the ship together, so you're not competing with each other. Like you want to not die. Yeah, but you don't want to be shouting at people being like, "Pilot better." It's not going to help. Also, like, no one knows how to fly a Millennium Falcon for reals. The first time. Well, Brandon, you got to go to Star Wars land then. Okay, it'll be perfect. You should have taken me. Yeah, go get a perfect score, bud. I'd like to see it. (laughs) Oh, calling you out. Yo, man, that that uh, what's his name? Hondo. 
Yeah, Hondo Asaka. Uh, yeah, that dude oh, yeah. is Hondo like from the Clone Wars the Clone show. Best animatronic. So he's he's the guy ever. who recruits you for the mission. Rad. And he's an animatronic. What's he doing with he's, the Millennium Falcon? He's the second most sophisticated animatronic that Disney's ever built. It almost looks like one, a real person. The only one is one at uh, the Avatar thing yeah. in Whoa. Walt Disney World is more complex. That's mm. awesome. Uh, oh, the he, one right it, at Dingo on it. The Walt only Disney World. the only thing is like if his if his lips moved a little more fluid when he speaks. I would think he was real. Yeah, yeah. He looks like really everything good. about him flows so well. And he's a he's a Dave Filoni creation, right? Yes, he's the Clone Wars and Rebels. He was the yes. one. That, yeah, uh, yeah, that's insane. The Cantina, which is what I really wanted to see. It, it's it's a Star Had Wars the bar. longest line. Yeah, I'm sure. And there's a there's a 45 minute cap, so you have to yes. drink your drinks, a two drink minimum, and then leave. And uh, the way that it's monitored is it's not just that like uh, everyone was like, oh, how does alcohol work in Disneyland? Uh, you can't leave the cantina with your drinks. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So your alcohol stays so you, in the cantina. You gas up and then you leave and then you just come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think right. it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, if there's not a two-hour line. <laughs> we tried the blue milk. Blue milk was tasty. It was good. Was it? All yeah. right. That's good. A lot of, lot of juicy alcoholic uh, There's a lot what of about cool... the green milk from Rogue One? I did not try that. Mm, okay. No. Um, a, lot of, a lot of awesome merch. Some things kept for later. Yeah. Lightsabers, uh, custom droids that you can have built. The, the lightsabers. I'm you, very curious about those, these new light, new lightsabers, right? Yes. They look really good, but they're really expensive. Yeah. Uh, what you're really buying more than anything is like these not very cheap material hilts. The yeah. hilts Ooh. are very cool. The hilts are very cool. We saw one person who had like a Rancor tooth at the end of theirs. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it's very cool. Like, it's very cool, but it's so very it's, expensive. So it's basically what you could do outside of Star Tours, but brought to a million. Yes. Yes. And the droid assembly line, uh, you're building a droid that's about two feet tall it's, it's whoa maybe what? a foot and a half it's seriously like, it's like this big it's you pretty big you can buy yeah. that you yeah. make it you make whoa. it uh there's an assembly line and you grab the pieces and you put it together and you give it a personality it is that chip. thing from star wars and, but a hundred dollar version of and it. they're bluetooth linked to the land so they'll based what? on a personality chip so let's say you put a resistance chip inside them when they go to a first first order area they'll respond to the area in like uh panic like in harry potter oh. land with wands whoa. yeah it's really so it's cool like stuff build a bear for droids yes yes it, 100% that. It's I want awesome. this. And you can do BB-8, you can do R2s. Like, they're awesome. They're Just uh, take cool. my money, Galaxy's Edge. It's Shit. a lot of money, but it's cool. We, we explored the whole marketplace. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff to buy in all the shops. There's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, there's a lot of really neat details. They have uh, drinking water fountains set up. And uh, for the first time in any of the lands, they also, in between every drinking fountain, is a little spout for water bottles. Okay. I've never Ooh. seen that really before. Cool. And yeah. one Some of them, have it. so one cool. example was there was a drinking fountain outside of a restroom and Ryan went in. And while I was sitting out there, uh, you can see one of the water tanks behind the drinking fountain. That's like the water that's coming from it. Mm-hmm. And the little eyeball creature from A New Hope oh. pops up out oh, of it and looks them. around and blinks at you. That's cool. And uh, makes sound and gurgles and goes back down. Oh, man. I so there's a lot go. of fine details oh. to it. And what's really nice is we went in like a reserved area, like a reserved group. So it wasn't super crowded. I do think when it officially opens, it's going to be insane. I think they're still going to do some kind of like separate management. Of, for, they're going to have to for a they're, while. They're going to have yeah. to for a while of like how many not, people can go in there because they just can't have like that just the a land's sea of big, people. But it's it's honestly not as big as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It, it is definitely like a bigger space, but like mm-hmm. it's not going to fit that many people. No. I mean, it's it's large. Yeah. It's a large land. It's the largest. But like, land. I'm imagining like a thousand people all going. It's the largest once. single land Disneyland's ever had. Yeah. So. It's super uh, cool, man. And as someone who likes Star Wars, like it's, it's Chewbacca. Really s- Chewbacca walks around. Oh, it gives you hugs. And he has a uh, gray in his fur, so he's old Chewbacca. Oh, oh. that's cool. Uh, it's a different looking Chewbacca. First order troopers are harassing you. All the oh time. yeah, they harass you all the time. That's nice. Yeah, uh, when Kylo Ren comes out to walk the streets, he comes out of his ship 
Oh, really? Oh, cool. And it's like on this uh, stage area, and they they patrol him through, and then he goes back into the ship when he disappears. Oh, that's so cool. I can't wait to go. Yeah, man. man. It's I, it's it's radical. I'm going to be so happy when I go there. Yeah. Man, I should have waited for you guys last because now anything that happens after this <laughs> no. is um, Well, actually, I do want to talk about Titans a little bit. Yeah. I think ahead. I think Titans ended pretty pretty strong. Very, I think I went very strong. Yeah. Um, the final episode, despite it being like a weird dream sequence kind of thing. Uh, it, was, um, it, it was not where I expected yes, the last episode um, to be. But it, like, uh, I'm not, I don't want to spoil the end of season one, but we know Batman is cast for season two. Yeah. So I'll just say there was some cool stuff with that. I yeah. know what happened. Do you guys know so who big. Batman is, Marty and Sam? That's, is that Robert Pattinson? In the, no, that's in, in, oh, okay. in the DC Universe show. Do you know who it is? No. It is it's, Robert Pattinson. It's Jorah Mormont. <laughs> oh, yeah. From Game oh, of Thrones. He, yes. Oh, I see what yes. you're yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he just got Much cast. Much better than um, the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought it ended really strong. And the post credit scene, which I didn't know there was one, I'm really well, excited. Well, we did. We actually heard about it a long time oh, ago because we talked about it on this podcast, but, I but you and I it. both forgot. Yeah. Uh, it was, was the, the Superboy Crypto Tees. And I was like, oh my God, Crypto's here. I'm so excited. Uh, that show, I'm really excited for the future of that show. Yeah, Yeah, that was real fun. That's I really, cool. I really need to watch that show now. Um, oh, <laughs> I finished all the CW shows. Yes, Those are done. You're all oh, caught nice. up. I, that was the other thing I was trying to think of. Like, what did I do this week that mm-hmm. I was going to talk about? I'm going to uh, Supergirl good. Yep. Legends good? Yeah. Flash. Arrow not. Flash uh, better now that... Sorry, I know you said Arrow, but uh, Flash better now that the season ended and kind of put like a perspective on the whole season's plot up to that point. I was yeah. like, oh, I like this a little more. I assume there's a... Cause I, I heard Flash ended okay, well. Okay, so here's the thing, and I told Ryan a little bit about this, and I'm not going to expand on it too long, but, but here's the thing. All of the shows end in a way where they are specifically setting up events both solitary to that show's plot, what will happen next season, that are also part of the crisis. Okay. Yes, the crisis is already... That's why I heard. ...already taking effect. Mm. And in a way, Arrow ended. Really? I don't know how to tell you this without being too spoilery, so I'm just... Don't, I'm not, I'm I'm not going it. to spoil it, but here's the thing. Arrow very much, like, in a kind of rushed way that I didn't appreciate, it's over. And whatever the last 10 episodes are, they are they have to be almost entirely dedicated to the crisis. Hmm. Because Arrow as the show that it was, that's done. That is clearly done. Ooh. It will not be that show when it comes back. All right. There's no way it can be. Supergirl has a similar effect, but not as hard as Arrow. And then Flash is going through some changes in Legends as well. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's going to be nuts. All right. It's going to be a nuts lead up to that event. They're yeah. going. They're going big. They're going hard. I'm gonna try and catch up so I can. So when we do the uh, the inevitable crossover episode Yeesh. that we're gonna do, um, I'm gonna I want to try and be caught up. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck, me. Good luck. Um, Marty and Sam, you guys have anything you wanted to bring up? Just looking at each other inquisitively. (laughs) You guys guys went to a cool thing. I thought it was cool. (laughs) It involved times. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We went to medieval times. Uh, Have you guys ever been before? Yeah, we went like five years ago, pre-kids, and now we, we got to go again, and it was a lot of fun. Our night didn't win. Which was kind of a bummer because mm-hmm. we were definitely the best cheerers. Yeah, we cheered for him pretty well. He was our champion through and through. <laughs> I feel really bad that he's gone, but I still love you. Red and yellow. Yay! <laughs> That's great. Oh, uh, those are our high school colors. They are. Oh, wow. Oh, go breakers. <laughs> oh, breakers? That's what we were. We were the breakers. We were the PG breakers. The break of the like, wave. Like waves, where uh, waves break. Was your mascot a Marty wave? Marty was a, a, was it a wave. Of water? He was a wave. It was a wave, yeah. and it was Marty. That's yeah. awesome, Marty. <laughs> Billy the breaker. 
Billy the, Billy okay. the Breaker. Man. You can actually go online sometimes and find like lamest uh, mascots and it pops up. Oh, no. <laughs> All this PG talk. Did I tell you about the weird connection between us and, and Michael Carls from Downright Nerdy? No. His parents live in Pacific Grove. Holy shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's our hometown. Yeah. Well, my hometown. You grew up there. I did. Well, in the later years. Half of my life. Um, okay, so I guess I will go. Um, I have already did uh, the downright nerdy uh, shout out. I wanted a quick shout out to um, Fansplaining. Mm. It's a podcast that I've been listening. I listen to every now and then. I don't listen to it quite religiously, but um, you know, I am very negative on fandom in general on the show, as we all know. Or Twitter, or Twitter, mm-hmm. um, just in general. Um, Fansplaining is a podcast about fandom and diving into fandom and really like getting into the dark and gritty of fandom and all sorts of things that fandom entails. Um, they they throw out... Okay. <laughs> you right? <laughs> they, uh, they throw out tons of terms I don't even understand because they're like into it. They're, it's like slash fiction. They got tumblers. I don't know. You know what slash fiction is? No, I do. No, oh, okay. I'm okay. still like saying like there are things that they, they talk about. They were like... Oh, this is the last episode. They were like, yeah, I'm, I'm, mostly a, I'm mostly a het ship. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And it means heteronormative shipper. Um, which I did not know. So I want to just shout out to them. Basically, to say that if you want to understand fandom, it's not a bad way to to find out like you know, how you feel about it in general as a culture, as a thing. Um, I've been enjoying listening to them uh, because it just kind of helps me work through my feelings uh, about fandom. And I just wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out there. Mm-hmm. Right on. Nice. Uh, I've been, I'm out all caught up on the Infinity podcast. Nice. Me um, as well. And uh, Patrick Willems talked about how great Jonathan Hickman was and how Secret Wars is the best comic event of the last decade. I agree with that guy. He's uh, super comic smart. Comic event of the century. Cent- century. That's even better. I love oh, you. Oh, speaking of Jonathan Hickman, I was at uh, Things from Another World, um, which, is the po- which is the, not the podcast, the um uh, comic book store at, over at City Walk, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the guys there saw my Son of Cole shirt because I have a Colson shirt, and he was like, "Yeah, Agents of Shield is doing uh, convergence. Oh, not convergence. That's the DC. That's shitty the DC event. one. Secret Wars. The, the Secret Wars event. So I guess they are. It doing is. That. It is a convergence. That is the right term for it. Um, yeah. That's what I speculated. That's what I figured. Yeah. I guess that's what um, that's what's happening. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I have not seen it yet, so I can't say for sure. But mm-hmm. that's what he said. Uh, speaking Sweet. of things from another world, I stopped my girlfriend mid-walk going late to a movie to pick up a Godzilla NECA figure because I've been looking for the Godzilla 2014, 2019 NECA figures, and uh, I saw it in the window. I'm like, holy shit, I need this. Yeah, This is true. He told me about it when I saw him on Saturday. Still in my quick. car. <laughs> uh, They're for the new movie? Those, the figures are out? Yeah, the new yeah. figures. The, the oh. NECA figures specifically. Um, all speaking of Godzilla, the Godzilla soundtrack dropped, and it's one of the best things I've ever heard. I love the Godzilla soundtrack. I think this might be one of Barry McCreary's greatest soundtracks. I listened to some of it, but I actually don't want to hear... I don't like hearing, listening to a lot of soundtracks mm-hmm. before I, I see the movie, and then I'll listen to it. Sure. But like, I'd rather hear it fresh in the moment that it's intended. Sure. I get Sometimes uh, Sometimes I don't really care about about that sort of thing, uh, but this in this case, I just kind of put it on, and it's really... It, uh, independently, like away from the movie, I think it is a good soundtrack. I'm I don't, sure it will I, be. I think... I hopefully paired with the movie. I, like I said before, like I, I posted this on Twitter. I'm hoping that the movie is half as good as the soundtrack because yeah. um, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to temper my expectations. Like, I like the soundtrack. Yeah, a you've lot. been hype. I am yeah. very hype about this film. Uh, I like the soundtrack a lot, but I'm trying to remember 
This is the soundtrack I like. Right. I, the, not the movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, I listened to only the Godzilla theme. Which is um, rad. Which was really good. Yeah. But I was like, I don't mind listening to this because I know most of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mothra's theme is in it. It's awesome. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything else until I see that movie. Same. Um. So speaking of that, uh, I did see a couple movies. I saw A Dog's Journey, which um, made, made me you cry. cry. Made me cry real bad. Um, yeah, lots of... Lots of death in that movie. I love emotional manipulation. A lot of mo- emotional manipulation. <laughs> yeah. Like afterwards, I was like, I need to call my dad. Mm-hmm. I need to hug my dogs because mm-hmm. goddamn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Quaid's great though. Yeah, he's like legit great. Uh, and then I saw Tolkien. Is uh, it as bad as everyone says? N- I really, I I want to say I really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Uh, Zara thought it was the best movie she's seen the, this year. Um, but she also like uh, ugly dolls. Hey man, opinions are opinions. So like, but I'm trying to fig- I'm trying to kind of work through my feelings. It's very poetic. It's more kind of about the poetry of Tolkien's life and less so about his life. Which, oh, so it's a shitty biopic. No, I, it's because a shitty biopic would be it's oh, about his life. Absolutely. Sorry, what? <laughs> no, it would be it would be about his life. We're going through the the points of his life, but it's not about that. It's more about the poetry that shapes his life and his That's exper- weird. His, his experiences. Um, you know, you think about like George Lucas's Star Wars saga is like all about circular motion and poetry and all that sort of thing. That's how they approach Tolkien. Oh, with I don't, this kind I of like, <laughs> you know, this is this happened here and that related to a moment. Look here at this. Look then. at how this can be metaphor for the thing he made. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but they but explosion they, Balrog. But they really take away. They really take away the the Hobbit and the Lord of the, and the Lord of the Rings. Like they they. Approach it only in the war, in, in the war that because that ends in World War One. They only approach that in the war, but for most of the movie, they don't even acknowledge it's a book that he will write, which that I thought was interesting. Better or worse than Finding Neverland? Don't I never saw Finding Neverland? Mm. Well, do you not like that movie? No, I like Finding Neverland. Yeah, I like that movie too. That's why I want to kind of gauge because I think it looked very similar to the attack on Finding Neverland. Mm, okay. I would, judging from what I know about Finding Neverland, I. Probably wouldn't say it's as good, mm. um, but right. it's got good performances. Um, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's a fine movie. It's good. I, 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 right now, I'm kind of like you know, fifty percent. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, and then I, I have a funny little anecdote about going to the movies. Um, there's an actress uh, in who I'm starting to really enjoy. She's a really up and coming actress um, from uh, The Last Man Standing, which was Tim Allen sick is Tim Allen sitcom. Is she's the youngest daughter on that show. Uh, she's currently in the in the movie Booksmart. Uh, out this out this uh, week, uh, which I did not get to see because I had to see Aladdin and Brightburn. But um, she was also in a movie called Front Runner with Hugh Jackman. Uh, Justified season two. Justified season two. And so I'm, you know, she's really making a name for herself and really kind of up and coming. And so I was at the movie theater going to see Brightburn. It's like eleven o'clock showing. Latest we can go. And uh, th- they're we're waiting for our food and she just walks by me and she's in her PJs with her friends going to see Booksmart. And I thought that was really cute. So it's like. Like a foot away from her. Hey, I'm I thought that was really movie. cool. Yeah, that's all I got. Should we move on? Uh, Marty, Sam, anything else to add about your weeks, your nonsense, your what have yous? It's we really nice segment. to be away from kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. super fantastic. Marty and <laughs> Marty and Sam are parents. Yes. Yes. And uh, to the same kids. <laughs> yes. How old? Uh, two and four. Yeah, it's good to be away from them. Yes. <laughs> I miss them. Oh. <laughs> Especially after seeing Brightburn. We will get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's Mm. jump into the news. Nom, 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 nom. And here's your bread. 
And your butter. He's a bit butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. Okay, before we get into our bread and butter, though, uh huh, you guys quickly interrupted me saying you wanted to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, so we had fake nerds watch going, and we did yes. the last season of Game our of Thrones. Our night's we, watch has ended. We put our last episode out because Game of Thrones ended uh, right after we finished recording last week, and there are a lot of thoughts. Uh, uh, I, for one, let me go first. Let me. No, okay. no, stop. No, 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 you don't get to do this every time. You don't get to do this. You, don't you are talk. not the Facebook poster who goes, oh, here come the Game of Thrones posts. Just stop that. <laughs> Just saying. Point my finger at you. Why? Nobody can see it. it. Uh, my finger points. So Game of Thrones ended. <laughs> my finger and points. Everybody's got a lot of feelings about it. Uh, yeah. Marty, Sam, you guys are Game of Thrones fans. F- feelings? It was the most wonderful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Don't All right. do this well, to that's me. Uh, that's insincere. We bring you into this podcast and you like. I know you. <laughs> I know you're lying. Like people don't know that. <laughs> I I felt like after the season that I was like, mm, okay, yeah, I accept okay. it. Yeah, but yeah. I wasn't like, I wasn't passionate about it. I wasn't like there was like one moment when like when uh, can we like say. Things. Full spoilers for Game of Thrones. Skip ahead if you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know when uh, when John got Danny, that was like the only thing that really got me. Like, well, because I was like, oh wait, was it him or did she get him? Yeah. And there was yeah, that yeah. second where that I was wasn't quite sure, like which one got who. Yeah. That would actually have been a really awesome state ch- chain of events if Danny did something crazy and then that would have like, been. I I wondered. I'm like, what is this episode if that happened? Yeah. yeah. If but she'd not, done it. But nope. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. If it, if you're a person who likes Leslie Jones, Leslie Jones has fantastic Instagram reactions yes. to Game of Thrones, what? and uh, oh, yeah. the one to that oh. moment in particular was fa- fantastic. Uh, ben, do you have any like wrap up things you want to say about it, kind of broadly? They kind of. I saw a Facebook post where they really don't get into a lot of characters, like what happened to things, like what happened to Daria. Oh, Mahar the things, and, and all the things that they forgot. Yeah, yeah, all the shit they forgot because they did forget a lot. And Danny I, did forget about the Iron Fleet, but yeah. the Iron Fleet didn't forget about Danny. Cersei's alcoholism forgot she was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's. Ah, she did it. Anyway. I, I kind of I feel like the same way that Sam over here said that I kind of accept it. Is I kind of feel like I accept it the same way I accept the Star Wars prequels. I might not like it as all much, but it's still. <coughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> no, but that's a good comparison. I yeah. mean, but you hate you. You accept Episode Two, even though it's garbage. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. But I mean, yes, this like Episode Two, Episode Three, Episode One. They're not the best Star Wars movies, but they're part of the canon, so we have episode to accept. Episode Three it. is the best Star Wars movie of the prequels. I'll agree in with your you opinion, on that, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm but just, you don't watch Game I'm of Thrones, so how much could you know? I know, but. So, upon Sorry. after I first yeah, at least saw I'm not one of those guys who says, "I don't know what's going with am I the only one?" Shut well, up. Yeah, Even yeah. I'm annoyed by that. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> I love you. <laughs> no, but um, just it ended. It, it sucks to, to see a show that had such a high pedigree kind of fall to what it did in the last season. Uh, upon further reflection, this last season is the weakest. And I before I wouldn't say I couldn't say that about Game of Thrones. I said every season has been good. Even season sure. says it, seven it fell below the bar seven yeah. and it's just damn it dnd why'd you have to rush it so much i'll tell you so why you write for star wars i wasn't gonna say it <laughs> <laughs> she said it they hey man like I, I on one hand i get wanting to you know start something new they've been attached to this for like 10 years at the same time respect your audience yeah that's all i want respect your audience kind of yeah. like a comic book writer who's ready to like uh jeff johns often did this where he's like I really want to get to this, but I got to get to this first. 
So yes. he'll like rush a story arc into like like uh, uh-huh. War of the Green Lanterns or something. Yeah. He'll just yeah. rush that to get to oh, the next yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. A friend of mine and a listener of this podcast, John Radley, shouts out to you, John. Uh, he posted a Facebook status right, uh, not long after the episode had come out, and he said, this is my non-spoiler summation of like what happened with Game of Thrones. Imagine that you're going to take a road trip fra- on Route 66 from uh, Santa Clara uh, down uh, all the way out to Chicago. And along the way, you're making all the stops, you're taking pictures, you're having fun. You're, you're Did you say all Santa the- Clara? Uh, Santa Monica. Thank you, Santa Monica. I'm paraphrasing because I'm not know, reading directly I know, from I know, this thing. I know, I got you. Uh, and so you're you're stop making all the stops along the way. You're you're getting the experiences of like the little knickknacks, it's and a the, slow the abandoned road gas trip. stations, and everything. You're getting all of that experience while making your journey. But then when you hit Texas, you decide to fly the rest of the way, and you grab a book about Route 66 on the way, and you just read about the things you're missing. And even though you're absorbing all the same information and you're learning about all those things that you didn't actually drive through. You've got all that information, but you're not having that intimate experience, and you're missing all the like, the like detail and fill in and what was so important. Again, I'm paraphrasing what John said, but I think that's a really great analogy of what happened. You hit all the same major beats, but you lost so much of what enriched the journey along the way, especially because you started with it so full of these special details. Right, and that's really what went wrong with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we talked about it plenty in our in our fake nerds watch. Sure. Please find us on YouTube, uh, Marty. But uh, did it feel more comfy? Like, oh, Marty. <laughs> oh, Marty. You, you mean because we flew uh. to the end of Game of Thrones? No, a lot of people got burnt. Oh uh. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, real bad. <laughs> people died, Extra Marty. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like like I said, we we talked about it already, but like, Game of Thrones is one of the greatest TV, television shows of all time. I don't like whether you like it or not. Like in terms of quality on on the technical level and the acting level, it is unparalleled for HBO. Uh, and and a disappointing ending does not mean bad show. Exactly right. Like there are still a lot of great things about that show. Still things dude, I will look back on. Of this show is still perfect to me. Yeah. The last two seasons are are the only real problems I've ever had in ten years. Which is why even with the ending like not living up to the standards we wanted it to, I would still say that you should eventually make the time and watch Game of Thrones, Brandon. Probably because will. it's still a strong show. And there's the yeah. the prequel show starts filming next month. Oh, that's the so first crazy. prequel show. I can't believe that's happening that fast. HBO needs more Game of Thrones money. <sighs> Just watch Westworld, please. <laughs> right. Westworld is actually a series I desperately want to watch. Brandon, I'm glad you mentioned that because you would love Westworld because it's the Jurassic Park movie you've always wanted. The park actually worked for 30 years. Then the problems happened. He, he literally brought this up. That he's like, can we get Brandon to, to be on Westworld? Because I want to do Westworld when Westworld season three drops. I, I, right. I'm, it's 20 episodes. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> I will do my best to get through Westworld by the end of the month. It comes out in 2020. You have eight months. Oh, just do it. Okay, that's all. That's yeah. yeah. That's oh yeah. Even Le- Legion's the one you want to get done in a month. Yeah, that one's harder. Okay, I'll, I'll get Legion the Westworld. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we get into the news proper now. Proper news. Bread and butter. Well, I, I've already set it in. More um, butter. So we're we're in Pass the segment. Bread. All right, so first off, we do have some bad news oh, to mention. Man. This this rocked the comic book world. Uh, if you had not heard about it, you know what? That's fine. <sighs> uh, that that is fair. We are telling you now. Uh, Justin Ponzer, yeah. who is a colorist for Marvel, a prominent colorist for Marvel, has done many, many um, collaborations with many, many great writers, um, passed away this week at the age of 42. Right. He died of cancer. That is, that is really 
really sad. Yes. It's no age at all. I was trying to find my phone to find all of his credits because he is he is a very prominent Marvel guy. Yeah. For, like he did he's done a lot of uh Dan Slot's Spider Man. He did a lot of Wolverine stuff. Like he's been a lot he, of uh, Bendis's Spider Man. A lot of Bendis' stuff, yeah. He's he's when Marvel Now did a relaunch, like his colors were on the big splash page yeah. of all the new Marvel Now stuff. And I'm like, he, he was so young, man. He was a colorist with Sarah Pacelli and Brian Bendis yep. for Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. When he, it was he Civil was War II. Too. He was in the Spider-Man mm-hmm. world for a long time. He was. Uh, Bendis posted a really nice shot of, it, it, I thought it was a really nice image that it was like, this is the last image that he did coloring for Bendis. And it was uh, just an image at a movie theater of Miles and Gank. Yeah, uh, oh, laughing yeah. and eating popcorn, and I was like, "Man, that's a really, it's a really sweet image yeah. that you were able to say like this was the last image I did with him. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, um, it's really sad. So though. it rocks the comic book world. It's, uh, it's really, man, his it, his presence will be missed. And and colorists are aren't something people normally think about. No, because yeah. when people they think about the writer and the artist, and yes. That's it. And um, there oftentimes are oftentimes just the writer. Yeah, and oftentimes there, uh, the artist is they do all of their own stuff, but it is a collaborative process. And when you have to put out a, a, a book every single month, you have an inker, you have a colorist, you have a writer, you have so many specific jobs. Look at Jim Lee. Jim Lee yeah. has like four people. Jim Lee is insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's also gotten older. He's not yeah. the same he have used to be. Uh, but yeah, uh, Justin Pons are like he really brought a style to all his comics, man. And like it's it's a shame. Like losing a colorist, like it doesn't sound like a big deal, but there aren't a lot of really big ones like Jordi Belair is a really big colorist yeah. maker um, but like not a lot of them have a lot of uh, recognition like Judson Ponser did yeah. and it's it just sucks because he was so young dude 42 years old it's, it's a yeah. shame it's horrible um, should we move on to a proper uh, proper thing I'm assuming Marty and Sam don't have much to say about that you guys aren't no. much into comics right that's not true Marty reads comics but he reads a lot of DC oh so okay Marty is a my, is miming because he doesn't want to reach into the microphone. <laughs> all right, Mister Mime, I like it. Uh, all right, so let's get into let's get into it then. Um, we have some casting news. Oh, on a couple of fronts. First, th- first things first. Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful is a series that is no longer on the air, but a spinoff is coming Hell to yeah. us soon. Um, no title yet for the spinoff, right? Not I don't yet? think so. Um, I don't think so either. If you can find your phone, eventually. if I could find my phone. <laughs> um, but Brent Spiner. Data himself from Star Trek: The Next Generation has been cast as a uh, as Captain Ned Vanderhoff. Oh, Captain My for captain. um uh for the for the series Captain of the Hollenbeck Police Station, described as a man desperately trying to keep things under control on the vi- on the volatile city of Los Angeles on the uh, on the eve of World War II. It was under my butt, and my butt was vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, uh, Brett Spiner is awesome casting. Yeah. Uh, and Natalie Dormer's in this. Uh, I forget Ooh. who else has been cast. Well, Nathan Lane has Nathan been cast Lane. as yes. uh, Louis McK- McKenner. Okay. And uh, Daniel Zavato cast as Detective Tiago Vega, who yeah. seems to be a main character. Okay. Um, Penny Dreadful is about, you know, like vampires, werewolves, like all that. Like it's, uh, but it's, it's more, the, it's the Penny Dreadfuls. It's the, you know, Frankenstein, Jekyll and Hyde. Those are all called Penny Dreadfuls yeah. because like, they like cost a penny. Old school Pulp Fiction novels, like, you know, old, uh, old horror stuff. But, um, it's, it's more honestly like, uh, a league of extraordinary gentlemen, but with a sexier rated R twist. Um, and that I love the Penny Dreadful television show and I'm so s- excited that it's transferring to Los yeah. Angeles in the twenties. Cause it's like crazy Hollywood vampires is like the coolest shit I could Same. want. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. yeah he's going to, he's going to fight you, Nazis. You said a character named detective Tiago Vega. Tiago Vega. Do you think it's Tiago oh, no. de la Vega? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, just registered. <laughs> 
Zoro. Oh, yeah. Oh, my uh, God, it yeah. is. Damn. 100%. Oh. Holy shit, that's so cool. That'd be cool. The second you said Diego Vega, Dude, that I was is like, so I know the that The grandson name. of Diego de la Vega? Guys, that is so what is happening. Detective oh, my God. Diago Vega? Okay, Holy please. shit. The amount of pulp fiction, fiction like pulp characters that showed up in Penny Zoro for like a second, uh-huh. like I totally believe Zoro shit's happening. Right. That just made me so much more excited. <laughs> oh, that wow. makes me want to watch the spinoff. Damn. Yeah. Marty and Sam, any interest in this series? Have you seen the original... Um, do you care for any of these? Any of this? I thought Penny Dreadful was uh, someone's name. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> so that's how much I knew. That's. A, I thought we were talking about it. Uh, <laughs> that's a Penny, cool Penny name, was, though. Yeah. Penny Dreadful. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. All right. So moving on then. Uh, <laughs> this is something I, I know you guys have an interest in. So um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm. uh, the the Disney Plus TV series starring Anthony Mackie and um, Sebastian Stan. Um, you know what? Actually, nah, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> Deadline is reporting that Daniel Bruhl and Emily Van Camp are in talks to return as their characters, uh, Sharon Carter and... Uh, uh, Helmut, Helmut Zemo. Helmut Zemo. Helmut Zemo, respectively. Hel- respectively. Emily Van Camp played Helmut Zemo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, That's a twist. They are in talks to return in the series. As according to Deadline, the series is going to deal with um, the repercussions of Sam picking up the shield from Captain America. That's awesome. Spoilers for Endgame. Spoilers. So, interesting. I, I would love to see these characters return. Yeah, I feel like you. Uh, I'm really curious what Zemo's going to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they kept him around. I was, I was like, man, it'd be cool if they did something with Zemo. I doubt they will. Yeah, and now they're going to do yeah, something I'm wrong. Yeah. It really makes me wonder because he he was a bad guy, but now his mission was over and he's in jail. I really wonder if they're going to set up some Thunderbolt stuff. I'll tell you what, though, please do not have Emily Van Camp, Sharon Carter confirm that her uncle was Steve Rogers the entire time. That is not, listen, I don't care. After she kissed him? I don't care what the writers say. (laughs) It's not back to the future logic. I don't care. I'm I'm with you, Sparks, because as you know, as you all know, I'm of the opinion how you interpret the film, that's how it should be. I, I don't need... The confirmation either way. Yeah. It just don't even bring it up. It doesn't matter. Don't even bring it up. Sharon Carter is a we, awesome character in the comics and she deserves more in the movies and stuff. Do yeah, she we does. know who's writing this show yet? Oh, some a director came on board. I forgot to to but I think there is a writer attached. We talked about it months and months and months ago. As long as it's not Marcus and McFeely, I'm good. No, they're not attached to this. Great. Yeah. I, I do know for Maybe a fact Winter Soldier attached. will be a character now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Um yeah, but keeping the keeping the the idea that the ending of of Endgame is ambiguous is yeah. important. I think yeah. you should really keep that idea. I agree. Um, Marty and, and Sam, do you have anything you wanted to add about this series? Are you excited about the show? Going to get Disney Plus? Uh, yeah, probably. We're, del- we're definitely going to have Disney Plus. We've got two kids. <laughs> Sam's like, like uh, yeah, we're going to have that. <laughs> yeah, like that's not. But no, I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch. I'm excited to see Sharon Carter do something. Um, Both of which have been underserved, yeah. How do you guys feel about Sam Wilson being Captain America? Love it. It's okay. You should you should read that that comic run. It's like um. You got Marvel. How many issues? It's like twenty three. It's like twenty three issues. issues. It's you could get through that pretty quick, and uh, it's a solid read. Yeah, we read a lot. Good stuff. I know. At least you you read a lot of it. I did for 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 Civil War two, Secret Empire prep. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a good book. So uh, Martin, excuse me, Malcolm Spellman has been tapped to write, and he did Empire, and uh, he did a Sopranos and some other HBO stuff. Okay. Oh. So he's a TV guy. Okay. All so right. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Can't wait to see what happens there. Yeah, I'm just really glad. I really like Zemo, as, 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 especially this Zemo, because yes. that actor is really, really I'm, yeah, I'm really, really into good. that. 
I love Daniel Bruhl. I would love any excuse to put him in the in the mask. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it's such. A I know that's mask. hokey. No, it's but, great. But I would love an excuse to do it. Yeah, crown or no crown? Oh, crown! 100%. If you're doing it, you have to have the crown. If we can get Luke Cage in his tiara for a second, we can definitely yeah, get a helmet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I 100 agree. Yeah. Also, Luke Cage is really good. I'm watching season two. So, yes. Wait, Zemo wears. Uh, Oh, oh Zemo we'll, has bring a, up a picture. Zemo has a um, purple has a purple sock over his head, no. like like <laughs> picture like a uh, purple beanie, but then you drag it down over your face and down around your neck. See, it and sounds it has dumb. White eye holes, and he has and a, gold, has a crown. Crown. gold crown. But it's comic books. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Zemo looks like in the in That's, the comics. That's so Zemo, kind of like Brightburn, or yeah, actually, oh kind God. of, yeah, a little bit. Oh. He's an old Nazi man, and then he has a son who's like a modern Nazi man. Yeah, check him out. That's beautiful. He's got a he's got a purple purple sock head. Yeah, it's cool. Purple sock head. What's his new name? That's his, that's what German. Uh, I'm, that's what I'm happy Zemus. for Emily Van yeah. Camp. Me too. For real, because I don't want her to be relegated as like oh like Steve's random uh, niece girlfriend. She's because she's so much better in the comics. Yeah. so much better. Well, she's Maria, been d- Maria Hill and both uh, Sharon Carter mm-hmm. both need to be better yeah. in the series. At least uh-huh. Maria Hill's gotten a little more to do. One could Sharon argue is that like, the lady characters in general could yeah. be yeah. better yeah. in the series. Yeah. I hope that sh- they don't bring her on and then now she's like Falcon's girl. Oh, no, they oh, won't no. do that. No. Then I'm like, oh no. man, she's just after the no. shield. Falcon For- and Misty Knight have to get together. Can I just say? Oh, can I just say? You're speaking my dream. CB, can I just say? CBR, uh, you know, wonderful site CBR, uh, said, uh, you know, uh, Agent 13, Sharon Carter, has had a long history with Captain America, so you could easily c- you give uh, Sam Wilson those stories and make them uh, make them lovers in the, in the comics. I'm like, you may, may are horrible. Brandon, stop I'm going to stop you right there because <laughs> I want to quote one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite films. How about no? Which is that? Is it Brightburn? <laughs> <laughs> How about no? I think is that's that Austin the Powers? thing you've said all day. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> is it Brightburn? Because I actually do have something to say about this. Um, yay to Sharon Carter. Yay to Zemo. I want them both in there. Um, I've read the like the stuff. The stuff I've read with Sharon and Zemo comes from Steve Rogers Captain America, Fi- because um, a we had to do it for a Secret Empire prep, and also I really fell in love with um, Captain America in that run. Yeah. Um, I would really like to see him, but I don't want to see Sharon become Sam's girlfriend because, oh, she has to follow the Captain No, she freaking does. I, ideally, that won't uh, be a focus of the show because one could think that she could be on the show and not be a love interest. That would be great. At all. I would be totally It also would make that. sense because Falcon and Bucky both watched her make out with Captain America exactly. and they were cool with it. Yeah. They're, not, they're not about to swoop in. No. So she's going to be Bucky's swoop. love interest. No. Swoop. Wait, Swoop. I just what, want you her never... not to be a love interest. Yeah. I think that'd be great because like that was what was great about like Black Widow yeah. was like she had these really great relationships with these guys mm-hmm. but there was like other than like They were all platonic and friendships. Were, yeah. 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 I, I agree. Yeah. Wait, well, but Ryan, are you saying that you've never like dated or made out or hooked up with somebody that one of your friends also made out with at one point in time that you saw? Listen, I don't I, like where this is going. I, listen, I, really I, I also don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I the point young. is, I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going. I don't want real world stuff in my superheroes. <laughs> this was a pointed attack at me. <laughs> I just want to be clear. Part it was me. really an attack on me. Oh, Part Brian, of me. I thought you were talking about yourself too. I was. <laughs> what? Oh, I just got it. Never mind. I'm not going to say. We had a very short short version. Brandon made out with a lady. I saw it. I also made out with said lady at a later date. Ah. Listen, 
Mouths are mouths. Mouths are mouths. What are you going to do? That's the new slogan. That's that's the new shirt. Nerd Podcast. Mouths are mouths. Ryan just mouths are mouths. All right, let's get off of this. What's next? Talking about... (laughs) Is it Brightburn? (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Talking about comics. I like those. Um, I was talking about the big thing after this. I just want to quickly shout out. There's a comic book that sounds kind of cool. I'm kind of stoked for it. Uh, Gwenpool Strikes Back. Gwenpool is not a character that's made waves with us. Um, But... I've always said if you wanted to do something really like cool and interesting, this is kind of what I wanted to see. Uh, so this will see um, Leah Williams and David Baldian. Do you want to say something, Sparks? No, go sure. ahead. Uh, David Baldian doing the art uh, writing. Um, the solicitation reads, That's right, everyone's favorite comics fan turned comics character is back, and this time she's playing for keeps. Gwenpool is desperate not to disappear into comic book limbo. So she's going to make an impact on the on the Marvel Universe. First up, unmask Spider-Man. And heck, maybe see if she can get some real superpowers while, while she's at it. So Gwenpool, for Marty and Sam, if you don't know, Gwenpool is Gwen Stacy from the real world who becomes a comic book character. And because she thinks she's, in, she's immune because comic book characters are immune, she thinks she's got plot armor. Uh, she's just not going to die because she's... She's like a super Deadpool. And she's like a real person. Uh, she's a real person, not a comic book character. And I've always said, if you want to do something really cool with that character, you should make her kind of, you know, you should put that in the stories that she's uh, better than these characters because she's a real person. So she knows better. And I feel like that's kind of the, the idea that they're going with the series. I'm kind of interested in seeing what, where they take that. It's a cool meta commentary. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Especially I, all these characters that end up in this limbo. Yeah, I like Leah Williams. Uh, uh, at least I follow her on Twitter. She's really funny on Twitter. So yeah. I hope... I hope uh, I, I I will support any character if the book is good. Yeah. So like, if this book is good, I would love a chance to say, "Hey, this is a good Gwenpool comic." Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, is the only other comic news you have the big one? Yes. Uh, I actually just remembered something that we talked about that we did want to talk about this week, which is there is a Captain Marvel comic happening at IDW. Oh yeah. Oh what? It's an all ages IDW. Oh yeah. yeah no yeah. Mar- Marvel Marvel license out license quote unquote license out their um, all ages titles to IDW. IDW publishes the it's, Marvel all ages titles. It's just it's just weird. But um, you, who's doing it again? Sam Mags. Sam Mags. Uh, Sam Mags is doing it, and the art looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, Art yeah. looks awesome. She and was I'm like, uh, when we saw Captain Why is Marvel this IDW? at the at the El Capitan. She was like the initiator. Like she like was like the host yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like a, a cool nerdy internet girl. That's so cool. it's cool that she's writing Marvel. Comics. Anyway, this title looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a got IDW has a ton of Marvel All Ages comics right That's now. Super weird. Yeah, well, it's Disney has a has like an All Ages deal with with IDW. It, you look at like the Walt Disney comics. Proper, oh yeah, yeah. I they're get being it. published through IDW. It's just still odd. Yeah, you want the one of the actors from Winter Soldier is writing. Okay, so uh, a, 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 so like a, a, a if you guys shot. remember the scene in Winter Soldier where they go to the uh, Apple Store and there's the long-haired guys like my oh, yeah. I've been calls chat. calls Steve a specimen yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. oh, you're a specimen like that guy's a comedian and he's gonna be writing a like Winter Soldier comic for Marvel like in oh. Mar- Marvel Comics presents yeah Marvel Comics oh, presents cool. which is an anthology series yeah bo- a couple of stories Charles Soule is like spearheading it yeah um, so he's writing a story in that one but he's writing the the, the Bucky Barnes story and yeah. he, he's like really excited about it well, that's, that's awesome that's pretty cool yeah so yeah so. The other thing, the big thing, yeah, Tom King. So let's let's Ooh, yeah, that's let's what. do the the events of what happened, because uh, Ryan, you were in you were in disbelief. Because I I think I think um, in, in like I know it happened, but I'm yeah. in the right in thinking this is no there's no way this is happening because yeah. I still think it is bullshit. It's not fair to Tom King, but we'll get to it. Yeah. So okay. So Tom King. A rumor came out that yeah. Tom King was leaving Batman at uh, issue 85. I also want to point out before we get too far into that, that a long time ago, we talked about 
a long time ago. Batman like, 50 kicked uh, Yeah. Smoke, smoke before fire at yeah. DC. There's a whole lot of not so great sounding things. And one of them was Tom King being taken but off. But this was a while ago. It was a while ago. Right. So, I just, I'm just saying, like, no, th- I know that that's was part, why of, part of the reason why you didn't buy it is because yeah. this came up once before yeah. and yeah, wasn't so true. The difference being, which I didn't, I didn't say at the time to you, Ryan, is that the difference was that with Batman 50, Tom King specifically came out and said, this isn't true. I'm doing this 100 issue thing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, Tom King has, had been signed on to do 106 issues of Batman was what he was what he was planning on. Yeah, I think 105 was going to be the final issue because there was a, a zero issue. Yeah, so he was going to wrap up his entire Selena Kyle, Bruce Wayne love Bane. story. Bane also is yeah, Bane. the main figure here. And uh, City of Bane is due to be the next story arc that's going to end at 85. So a rumor came out that he was leaving Batman and everyone at this table was in disbelief. Like, how? No way. It's you're you're 15 issues away from finishing a 100 issue run that you've planned from the start. Like yeah. I I was firmly like there's no way they wouldn't do this to Tom King. So I kept so I kept an eye on it because I was like this is there's something weird about this. Mitch yeah. Gerard's even posted like I know something you don't know. Um, yeah. And Tom King said said thanks for the support. Nothing was coming out. Nothing. And then the confirmation started coming that this was happening. Yeah. That Tom King was in fact leaving Batman, but we didn't know why. So we found out why. He is leaving Batman. It seems to be of his choice because he is going to wrap up his story arc in Batman Catwoman by, with Clay Mann. It's going to be a 12-issue maxi-series that's going to take place in, in canon after the City of Bane, which will be his last Batman story. It appears that he is doing this so that he can go work on other things, like bigger things that he has planned. He's got a, he's got a statement, which I pulled up, uh, if you guys don't mind. Um, he said, to me, Batman and Catwoman is a chance, he posted this on Twitter, is a chance to do what Morrison quietly did in Batman and Robin. Launch an ambitious, accessible, beautiful, thrilling new series that concludes years of stories and defines what Batman is, can, and will be. This will be a comic about what the best Batman comics are always been about. Uh, are always been about how our greatest hero turns fear into bravery, pain into hope, trauma into love. It's the story I always wanted to tell, and I'm telling it with the man I consider to be the greatest artist in comics, my brother Clayman. It's tough to leave Batman. It's a gift and a joy to be on the on that book, but I'm leaving it to work on the biggest, most ambitious projects of my career. Comics I get to make with the best collaborators in comics, and that's a gift and a joy too. Finally, I can't say enough how much I've appreciated the support from of my fans and colleagues in the past few days. I remain in awe of of the power of this medium and the compassion of its readers. As ever, as always, you all saved me. And so he posted that on Twitter. Yep. So that's insane. I I was I was shocked because I'm not the biggest fan of Tom King's Batman run, but I do like Tom King as a writer, and I, you know, I'm always in favor. Finish your story. You should always be allowed to finish your story. But the fact that he was we had, you know, Bleeding Cool City was taken off. CBR got a, got a thing where saying, like, no, he's doing it to do something else. So I don't know. Where, where, Ryan, you have something to say. I'm going to ask you this, Brandon. Yeah. If you were on issue 75 of your 100-issue run, and they said, hey, what if we give you a 12-issue series to finish it instead of just straight up canceling it? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you rather finish your 100-issue run? Well, it depends. Uh, d- no, just yes or no. No, That's but, all, cause... but you're giving me his, you're giving me his thing. Yeah. Now, if his thing is, we want we want now. If his thing is, like he says, I've decided to leave Batman to work on. Let's say Grant Morrison was like, I'm leaving Batman to work on multiversity. Yeah. What if that's the what if that's what's happened? Multiversity took like nine years. <laughs> it's, it was Here, a ma- major here's, here's what I think. project. Okay, I think this was a huge compromise, and I don't think Tom King is going to bash. The people who's paying him. Oh, absolutely not. No. 
This was a, I 100% believe this was a compromise. Nobody in their right mind, I don't care how great your plans are in the future. If you are setting out to write 100 issues and you get eight tenths of the way there, you do not want to stop at 85. That's bullshit. I do not believe that. He was taken off the book because the sales are bad. They don't want another two years of decent Batman sales. The sales aren't that bad. They're not, but with a new number one, they can launch more. I don't think they're going to do another number one. A hundred percent. Superman just launched with the number one with Bendis a couple oh, months ago. Fair. Yeah, no, a hundred percent it's fair. But and Aquaman I think it didn't. Because no, to be fair, Aquaman is not the seller or the character Batman is. Sure. A hundred percent. And it's just, I understand all, everything you're saying and like he does get to finish his story yeah. with uh, with a uh, like 10 issue uh, less maxi series that's only 12 issues. Mm. And yeah, he still could have got to do his multiversity anyway. It's only, it's only 15 issues away. I'm just, it's not, I don't think it's fair, and I, don't, I think DC was just simply like, we don't want to wait for the, for the Batman number one to come out. We don't want to wait two years. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it now, and you can have your miniseries. Because they're not cutting him off the book. They're giving him a side book, which is still his book. It is not called Batman. And Batman Catwoman will never sell as much as a Batman comic, no matter what. Let me put Tom King's name on it, might. A Batman Catwoman comic will never sell as much as a Batman comic. A, hun- a billion percent. I don't think, I think you're being unfair. I, I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I just think you're being a little unfair to the power of that name. People are going to go for Batman Catwoman because of the name. People went for Batman and Robin because of the name. Brandon, if we look at sales for the last 10 years of comics, I promise you, Batman and Robin will never sell more than Batman. When Morrison, when Morrison was on Batman and Robin and Scott Snyder was on Batman, yes. Morrison, Morrison's Batman and Robin sold more than, ba- than, than Scott Snyder's Batman. That is a fact. Okay. That series, did, that did not switch until the New 52. And I like that Batman and Robin stuff. That's when, the, that's when that switched. Regardless, also, Batman and Robin had seven volumes to do its story while Tom King gets 12 issues. Regardless of like that namesake getting him you know, people to pick up the issues or anything. He's not writing Batman anymore. He's still not writing the same amount of issues he was planning to do to begin with. Right. And I don't think that's a choice. It's mm-hmm. not a choice. I don't. It's like not. if he was originally planning that many issues, I don't think that he went, you know what, 12 is better. Sure. He's not DB, D, Dan Benioff and DB He's Weiss. not Game of Thrones. He might be. He just got, tur- <laughs> he got he turned in, in the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Tom King got turned in the Game of Thrones. Because those 12 issues, they're going to be great. They are not going to be the same qualities if he got to finish this his is, natural story. Yeah, this is just a, a longer, drawn-out, more big-scale version of what happened with Tomasi when Bendis came. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good point. That, yeah. Oh, with Super Sons. No, with Superman. With Superman. Oh, Superman. So, Tomasi and, so for, so just to explain, uh, Tomasi and Gleason were on Superman, not for 100 issues, but it was, no. they were on much longer. They were telling a story. They were yeah. telling a story, and when, when, DC bought bat. What when DC basically bought Bendis? Uh, they spent so much money on Bendis that they were like, we need to give him something. So they kicked uh, Patrick Gleason and T- Peter Jasmosi yep. off of Superman and gave it to Bendis. So a move I've, uh, as Ryan is upset, I was upset with. Yeah, there, and that's well. and that's that is fair. That yeah. is one hundred percent fair to that creative team. Even as though well. even though I like what Bendis has done, I still agree that yeah. like. I didn't. I didn't want Tomasi to not be able to tell the story, rest of the story he wanted to tell right. with Superman because of Bendis. And, and my, my, you know what? And, and you know what? They only got one issue to end up to end everything. They got a special to end everything, and I, that yeah. was awful. Because their name doesn't have as much pull as Tom King's. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just. I do agree with Ryan. I don't think this was a choice. Sure. I don't think he went. I don't think he of his own volition sat there and went. You know what? This would be much better as a twelve issue side series. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Now it could it could be he his projects got so overwhelming to him that he was like, well, why not? I, why don't I just wrap up Batman like this and then I because get to he's do not everything. he's not the Game of Thrones guys. 
Sure. You and, do not and, write and, five but, years of a comic. Well, but even but even even if he did want to do that, five years of a comic, you can bro, get kind of like, all right, you know what? I want. I promise move you, on. he's not tired of Batman. But but even if he did want to do that, he could just say, you know what? I'm not going to a hundred. I found that I could end my story here. Like he could still just be writing Batman. He doesn't have to go to a side series to do it. Even mm. if he did want his to cut finale the story short. is a side story. And that, that, for me, I would rather have 100 issues of Batman that's one complete story because that has never been done. It's never been done. Right. In the history of comic books, there has not been one single solitary story for 100 issues, maybe besides Hickman, but that's multiple stories converging. No, yeah, I, would, I, was, I was about to say, Hickman's was like three different titles converging into one. Yeah. Morrison, Morrison went from Batman to Batman and Robin to Batman Incorporated. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It, it just, that's for me, like, I know, like... And I kind of understand, like DC, if DC pushed them off the book, that you know they would want Batman to be more more ingrained in what's happening with the DC universe, because that that's also part of this news is that they 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 want they are going to move Batman to once a month instead of twice a month and, yeah. and incorporated into the larger DC universe once again, whereas and, Batman's kind of been mostly standalone. Yes, and and I love that stuff. And uh, like a week or two ago, there was the the news that like with the way Tom King is leaving Batman, it's going to change him for a generation. And I'm like. I truly believe that they're gonna they're gonna kill him. They're gonna make him crippled. They're gonna do something to drastically change Batman forever. He'll be the forever. third writer in a row to kill Batman. Yes, but the, but but like even to move Batman closer yeah. to the Justice League stuff, there are two Batman titles. There's every Detective month. Comics. Yeah, which is mo- a way way more traditional comic. Book. Yeah, you can just do it with that and still let Tom King do yeah. his Batman story. And the thing is, like, if you're a person who was following Tom King's Batman at all, you know that he was doing a very special story. Oh, yeah. And you want it to get its full deserved conclusion. This doesn't feel like it's that. like I Like I said, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't on board for the title. Um, not because I don't like Tom King, but he should, as you guys are saying, he should be allowed to finish the story the way he wants. That's all. I just, it's, I, it's unfair. I think it's unfair to him because like at the end of the day, I really do feel this is like a business decision where like, because all this news was happening months ago or, or, a year, or like a year ago when 50 came out. And I'm like, if you were such a sour reaction yes. to it, and if you guys, and, if you guys would have just nicked it there, then he wouldn't have got to f- get to three fourths well, of the and, story. And, and if you remember, like his response when people were getting upset about fifties, he's like, "You got to wait." Exactly. I I have a plan. There is. This a plan. is his fall, and the next fifty are his rise. Right. I'm never gonna get that. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get twenty five issues, and then a twelve issue mini story. But what if it's still in strong? Oh, it, it will. I'm, that's not what yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying I'm going to have 85 issues and a 12-issue side story instead of 100 solid story. Mm-hmm. And no matter, no matter how you shake it, you have to do creative story choices to change that, those last 15 issues to this 12-issue maxi-series. Mm-hmm. That's all. I really, really love the new Batman run, guys. It is super heartfelt and emotional, more than Batman's have been, ever been in his entire life. And, and it just it breaks my heart that we're still going to get the end of it, but not the true ending. We're sure. getting a Game of Thrones ending, yeah. and that, that really bums It's me a out. lot of years and work put into a, a narrative, and that narrative yeah. is getting shortchanged on some level, regardless of what way you slice it. Ben, you look like you have something to say. Yeah, if you hear some uh, some weird sounds in the background, those are my roommates. They're fixing up an old Mustang in the back. We're recording. Mustang, Sally. Sorry. Ah. sorry, guys. I blame Robert Pattinson. Damn it, Pat. <laughs> God damn it. Sign um, the petition. The, the person to blame seems to be... Um, I, I, you know, I don't know if you guys are aware, but uh, Time Warner and AT and T recently merged. Um, AT and T now owns Warner Brothers, which owns DC Comics, and it looks like this could be a business decision that is um, coming all the way from up there, from up, from up on AT and T, which is wrong. When when Warner Brothers stepped in, the last time Warner Brothers stepped in to try to try to change the comics, the New Fifty Two happened. Right. Oh boy, and and they've been doing so well with Rebirth. Yeah. So like, it just it bums me out a little bit. And actually, actually, I'm starting to feel like. 
I'm starting to feel like what's going on with Rebirth right now, like the Rebirth story, yeah. is gone. Well, and Doomsday I, Clock is still going on. Well, I, but I think I think that's what's happened. Like, <laughs> look, so, so real quickly, I don't mean to get into a, this tangent, but hell, why not? Uh, Jeff Johns is writing Doomsday Clock and Shazam, and neither of those books are the biggest book ever. That's yeah. Jeff Johns. Yeah, I know. Brian Michael Bendis is writing two Superman titles that are lukewarm, that are being received lukewarm at best. Yeah. Scott Snyder is writing Justice League and it's not the biggest thing that's happening right now. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. And all those books are good. Yeah. So I don't know. And so what's hap- what, feels like, what feels like happening is something happened editorial-wise or, or business-wise of AT&T. Something has happened that has steered the goodwill that Rebirth had into the ground. Yeah. And I'm I'm not happy with I don't know that. I, would say, I don't know that I would say into the ground, not but yet. I would say downward. Sure, downward is better. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we're like sinking. Yeah. I think we're just, oh, we've taken a dip. This was all on a high and all of a sudden DC Comics is actually riding at a mid. I still think it's actually probably prospering a little better than Marvel right now, although Hickman's about to drop the mic on that one. Right. Hickman's coming in with X Men. Like I feel like the promise of rebirth has not been delivered. And at this point, will never be delivered. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, the quality of stories are there. But, yeah, like, the whole of, like, what's the story behind Rebirth? Like, I, I think it's... I think it's because Doomsday Clock. I really do. Because that was kind of, like... That was that, that was supposed was to be the, the centerpiece that was to the launching to, point. to what whatever the Rebirth event was. Because the whole tease later, of Rebirth was, Dr. we now know, Dr. Manhattan reaching back towards yeah. the Justice League. And that was the Doomsday Clock book. And the Doomsday Clock book is a year and a half behind yeah. when it was supposed to end. Can't believe and, it. And, and, you know, like it or not, and I, I, I will say that I don't think Heroes in Crisis is a good book. Um, but Heroes in Crisis, because of what it's done with the central character of Rebirth, Wally West, has soured the entire line. Mm. The entire Rebirth line. It's, it's just they're not on the same page is what it's Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That, yeah. There is... Some editorial, business, creators, no one is on the same page anymore. The problem is, like, and we can wrap this up because we've been talking a while, but, like, yeah. these big events take a while to, to uh, like, manufacture, to get done, to plot. And, like, <laughs> on both sides, Marvel and DC, like, yeah. all of these events are always, always late. Yeah. It's like, just, guys, get your scheduling right. Like, uh, how, come on. Marty, Sam, you guys, you guys dip quite a bit into DC Comics. Any thoughts here? Into the mic, please. <laughs> you, you uh, like, well, we don't. Uh, I don't read the comics. I watch like some of the shows. Robert Pattinson. Big, yeah, yeah. Big fan of DC superhero girls. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But other than that, I don't personally read the comics. But you do. Uh, yeah. No, I don't really have any thoughts on this. Like, you, you've been reading a decent chunk of Rebirth stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. I just, uh, like you, how much how invested are you in like the the event like when Rebirth happened? I know we were talking about like that. I was saying like this is a revival of DC Comics and everything. How invested have you been in like where that narrative might go? I actually didn't really care too much about the event. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. It, I like I just wanted new stories. Mm-hmm. I wanted. Can you get closer? Yeah, I, w- I just wanted new stories. I wanted new characters. I wanted just interesting things to happen. And like the the Rebirth was kind of like all right. That seems cool, but I, I don't really need a big event. So yeah, well, we get one like every three months. So yeah, yeah. And Doomsday Clock do. wasn't supposed to be that kind of thing. Yeah, but hey, whoopsie poopsie. Let's move on from this. Yeah, that was fun. I fun love little Batman. tangent. I love Batman. Um, all right, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, Star Wars news. <gasps> the other controversial topic on today's docket. Oh my! Well, Star Wars just in general is a controversial oh. topic at this point. Is it? Uh, well, I got into a fight with about Star Wars: The Last Jedi the other day. Why? 
does someone just wanted to bitch to me about why he didn't like Star Wars: Last Jedi? I oh. assumed he wanted to talk about it. No, I was wrong. No, um, he was like, "Did you like Star Wars: Last Jedi?" I did. Do you want to have a discussion? He just wanted to yell at me about it. it wasn't my fault. I believe you. Which even I know it could sound like it is. Nice of the old public. I love this. So nice of the old the game. Yeah. So well, the, it was a game. So Kathleen Kennedy was approached probably like two weeks ago. Uh, is there any plans for a Knights of the Old Republic anything? And she said, we are looking into options. That's what That was the quote. We're okay. looking into options. So it far, looks it doesn't like, sound bad to me. It looks like one of those options is a script by La- Laita Caligridas. Caligridas. You did great. She's who, Greek. You did great. Oh, thank you. Uh, she was the writer for Elisa Battle Angel, more specifically. Oh. Uh, also for Avatar. A okay. couple of things. She will be the first writer. If this movie moves forward... Which there's no guarantee it will. They're just looking at the script. Look, think about like Obi-Wan Kenobi. We know there was a script available. Nothing has ever happened from that. Um, yet. Yet. Uh, so if this happens, she will be the first woman to ever write a Star Wars film. Um, so that's kind of cool that they, are, that they are actually pushing forward with something. I would like to see this happen. See this um, I would like to believe that uh, the Game of Thrones guys are not writing their own script because I don't want them to. Uh, I would like to think that this might be the script that they're going to use. Because if they're working on the script now, that means it's a script that's being developed soon, and those movies are going to start shooting soon. So I'd like to think... I don't think this is... If this is what's... I don't, if they are looking at Knights of the Republic, anything, they need to approach it differently than everything else. Because this is a... This is a Have you played Knights of the Republic? No, but this is a game <laughs> that everyone loves. Everyone's yeah. been, claim, been clamoring for Knights of the Republic. It is something that will never be as good as what has been hyped up in everyone's mind. It cannot be the next Star Wars movie. Because you've already been in production with those. As far as we know, this is not in production. This isn't even greenlit. This is just we're looking at the script to see if it's happening. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Sure. She was, she was uh, tied, uh, tapped to write this over like a year ago. So I think, I think it's, we'll, we'll see. I think so. Normally, when we hear stories about things, they're already way in production. True, right? But but they are very. But everyone's very clear to say that a Knights of the Republic thing is not happening yet. Yeah, it is. The, but the next Star Wars film is happening. So that's all, that's what we know. We'll see. Sparks, do you have anything on that? I. It could be Knights of the Old Republic. Like that could be their mm-hmm. trilogy. They're they're not going to tell us, so it's sure. not, it's not shocking that they could be like, yeah. Well, well, they don't want to get everybody excited if it's not going to be. You know, True, yeah. It, also, because like the, the script could be that time period, but they decide to go further away from what the game is. But right now, they're probably trying to go pretty close to what the game had that people liked. Also, there there are three games. One of them is good. So like the the so what you're talking about, Brandon, but like the Kotor, Knights of the Republic, yeah. the the legacy, it's partially there because that game came out like 19 years ago, sure. and and then all the other games have come think, out and ruined it. So I think like, more more importantly, well, it's except a f- the old Republic MMO. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's it's fine. It's not great. I've played it. <laughs> I think I think more importantly, it's the fascination with that time period than anything. Yeah, it's five thousand years in the past. That, that's that incredible. People, that people want to see a story yeah. at, and mm-hmm. so that's what people are clamoring for more than anything else. And, and it I doesn't think have to be tied to Darth the games. Revan, I would love it to be tied to the games, but it doesn't have to be. Sure. It's just like, that's the extended much, universe Much stuff like you good. and I said, like it doesn't have to have much to do with the games. However, they can't make a Knights of the Old Republic movie and not have Darth Revan in it, just for the same reason that like they can definitely repurpose Darth Revan as a character the same way they did Thrawn. Yes. 
I like that analogy. But they recognize Dave Filoni, if no one else recognizes, Darth Revan would be an important figure just like Thrawn was. People are going to want that character brought in if you're going to that time period. Right. Hell yeah. So you don't have to do the game story. You do have to include things like him sure. yeah. from it. But like it's I think it's more the fascination with that time period in Star Wars that we've never seen in film. Sure. That's why people want it. And Kotor is a RPG where you create uh, an, you can be any alien, any class, so they can do any any fa- made up character as sure. long as you have those same characters. You can do any story, really. Yeah, there's not a narrative that they have to follow yeah. in adapting it. Sure, they don't have to do the game. Uh, anyone else want to before we move on to the big new big Star Wars news? Hey, how you guys feel about that? Nice the old Republic Star Wars stuff. Do you guys care about Star Wars? Uh, I do care about Star Wars, but I don't really care about that. Okay, it's fair. Um, maybe you care about this one then. Uh, Vanity Fair released a whole issue. Of Marty loves Vanity Fair. <laughs> Won't stop talking to me about it. <laughs> of Star Wars Episode Nine, <laughs> Under his bed. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. Um, we got some pictures. Not a whole lot of plot nuggets. Um, but we see we see first looks of... Um, horses. Uh, the <laughs> most important thing, horses. the Knights of Ren. Yes. The Knights yeah. of Ren. We do see the Knights of Ren. We see Carrie Russell. Um, we, we see uh, a couple of shots of Leia from The Force Awakens. Being We see how that's kind of being retooled for The Rise of Skywalker. Um, the the horse you brought up the horses. I hate the shot of the horses. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. What it looks like to me is the the actors are not moving, but the yeah, it's called a picture. No, but the horses have motion blur. Oh, okay. So the horses, it's, it's weird staged photos. Yeah. yeah. So the horses have motion blur on them, but the actors don't. So the actors look like they're standing on moving things, and that's that bugs me. It yeah. like hurts my eyes. I I understand that. Yeah. The horses look good though. I thought we already saw horses in Last Jedi, but whatever. No, those weren't horses. Those are more like weird giraffe monsters. <laughs> we get a first look at Richard E. Grant. Hell yeah, being an evil man. Allegiant General Pride is his name. Ooh, Ooh is it with a Y instead of an I? Actually, yes. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, after the E. No, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> Pridey. <laughs> um, hey, guys, I don't think... We, need, we, need, we don't know the name of the new planet. Yep. Uh, Pasana is the what is a planet that uh, she's on in the in the first trailer. I don't think Carrie Russell. What's uh, what's its aesthetic mm, that is all um, over the planet? Desert. Oh, okay. Oh, oh we're doing that like again. Like Tatooine. Yeah. Yep. And Baku. Batu. Jaku. Batu. Batu. Jaku. Uh, I think Carrie Russell is more than than that. Whatever that weird helmet thing is, I think she's gonna be a major character. Oh, I think so too. You don't cast Carrie Russell if you don't. I isn't, isn't she just Felicity? I think she's Luke's daughter. <laughs> Did you? Oh. Christ. Yeah. I think she's going to be like a bounty hunter or like whatever weird space helmet character she is. And she was deliberately put away. Did you guys ever see, did you guys ever see Patrick Willems video about, uh, um, what Felicity can tell us? No, I did not. I did not watch it. I'm aware of it. It's really funny. Um, are you guys aware of the Felicity show at all with Carrie Russell? No. Okay. There's the J.J. Abrams joint. It's the, the show that J.J. Abrams made called Felicity. It's the only oh, like show that J.J. Back in the day? Yeah. Yes, back oh, in the okay. day. Okay, I, I didn't watch it, but like... Get closer to the mic, please. But you know about it. I know about it, yeah. It's yeah. the only show that J.J. Abrams started and ended. It's the only thing that J.J. Abrams has ever started, followed through, and ended. Yeah, it's true. So Patrick Williams it's was true, like, what can this show tell us about the la- about the rise of Skywalker? <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Um, there's, uh, there's some cool pictures. My favorite picture is actually one I'm kind of most worried about. And it is a picture of Luke standing over uh, Last Jedi looking Luke. Um, Flashbacks. I think... Force Ghost. I'm ho- it's not Force Ghost because they would have showed us the Force Ghost look. Space this is ghost. clearly his... It's not Space Ghost. Coast to Coast. That is a DC character. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's him with R2-D2. Um, I'm hoping there's some technical wizardry being uh, Force Ghost. I'm thinking it's a flashback. Remind me, because um, I don't remember what the image is. It, is it like on a volcanic planet? 
It's, no, it's just a fire. It's on fire. Remember yeah, in the flashback. I was going to say yeah. the same. It's, it's yeah. It looks like Last it's Jedi. just the flashback but when he not touches R2. But that's not his look. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's a behind-the-scenes photo. No, but this is this is a, not a behind-the-scenes photo. This is a still from the film. That's a terrible still from the movie, if that's a still from the movie. No, that's what a lot of these are. There's only a couple of behind-the-scenes stuff, but a lot of these are stills from the movie. That's not a staged photo like the one on horses? Yeah. That's what you're saying? Yeah. That's a terrible shot, and I have no interest in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a little harsh. Remember those Terminator but Genesis is, uh, Vanity Fair pictures? But this is... Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What what it is what it what is what it is is Luke looking like he did in the Last Jedi. I know if we know from the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens, Luke looked different in uh, the flashback sequences. It looks younger. This is him looking as he does now, old, grizzled Luke Skywalker. Um, I really hope it's not in, indicating that he survived at the end of the Last Jedi. He's definitely he didn't. Dead. He faded away into the yeah, Force. But, but as we know, J.J. Abrams does not like the Last Jedi. Well, too bad. That but that's what we're worried about, Ben. Is too that bad. Don't tell us. Tell J.J. Abrams. Because what we're worried about is that J.J. Abrams is going to just be like... You mean what you're worried about? Well, you are, too, a little bit. No, I'm not. You're worried that J.J. Abrams isn't going to be like, yeah, Last Jedi never happened. Don't worry I'm about it. I'm not worried that he's going to make Luke not dead. No, I'm worried... Uh, that well, I'm using that as an example of what is indicative of what I'm worried about with J.J. Abrams coming back to be like... Yeah, we know you didn't like The Last Jedi, so we're just going to redo a lot of all that stuff. JJ, yes, I am concerned JJ about that. JJ just did have a quote, and like I, we can believe him or not, but it's like, I really, like, what he did in Last Jedi made me be more, uh, like, crazy in this movie. I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. I, I, believe, I, I, so. I, believe, I believe on some level that as a filmmaker, JJ Abrams wants to respect The Last Jedi because I think JJ Abrams probably actually did like The Last Jedi. I don't think he disliked it. Yeah. I also think that J.J. Abrams is a filmmaker who has worked for many studios and companies and recognizes that the company itself wants to save face mm-hmm. in the fact that The Last Jedi was very controversial and be like, make it more like the old thing that, that your movie did. Your movie did the old thing and people liked it. Mm-hmm. Do the old thing. Yeah. And I so I think he has to play that balance now, regardless of what he personally wants. I agree. I don't want Thoughts on Star thing. Wars, my friends? I've only Silent. seen like two of them. I know. You are so un unknowing of the star wars world <laughs> it's okay we got... like jar jar binks right no. nope no oh no you guys he's the greatest character that has ever been written marty right? you can't like, do this to me marty marty <laughs> marty you've actually seen star wars that's movies. what everybody do you have thoughts upon, yes um i i didn't really like the last jedi um but that's because i just thought it was boring yeah not because of the decisions uh, though, see, uh, I'll agree with that more than I will with the decision. Yeah, <laughs> Leia, like Leia, forcing like in the space—that was kind of odd. Yeah. I've already had, uh, I've already been yelled at about why I like that. I've don't don't worry about it. it. Just let, you, let yeah. you liked it. I love that sequence. That's exciting. You should yell at him now. Uh, but uh. but like, what do you what do you want to see from those this last outing for the for the Skywalker saga anyway? I I really hope that um, who's that cool guy uh, Kylo Ren? Yeah, um, yeah, Kylo Ren. I hope that he just uh, kills everybody. Yeah, right. I think that'd be really fancy. We're all in agreement. We don't want him redeemed. Yes. But that's exactly what's happening because this is. Oh yeah. It's, it's, oh, oh no. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Like power no, tree. You're, tr- you're it's right. George Lucas. Power tree. I I don't want him redeemed at all. I watched a 40 minute documentary recently because uh, episode one, it's 20th anniversary this month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hype for Endgame. 
I think the last time it was like this real was episode one because I this documentary man people were going crazy they were lining up for weeks ahead of time because there was no Fandango it makes it makes sense I wonder how explosive Star Wars would be we were talking about how Endgame has been approaching Avatar's box office mm-hmm. I think if there had never been an episode one two and three and you just had four, five, six, and then the year that seven came out, that was the next Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. that would have been An actual, bombastic. like, 40-year f- gap? That yes. would be awesome. That would have been yeah. insane. That would be cool. Sure, yeah. Uh, the prequels, love them or hate them, did do some damage to the franchise. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had a trailer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, we're at the trailers. Film. Looked the, good. Yes, it did. I'm excited, for, I'm excited for this film. I wasn't as... I liked... Purely because I think of the, the the first trailer is just a lot of fun and really weirdly cut and just kind of goofy. So I really like the first trailer. This trailer is definitely more like normal. Tells you what's going normal on. Normal trailer. This is what's yeah. happening in the movie. Uh, I, I'm still looking forward to this uh, movie. I'm just really happy we're getting a, a buddy movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. Bare yeah. minimum. I think that's awesome. Yeah. 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 I love... Uh, it looks like Brad Pitt <clears throat> is being uh, enticed by Charles Manson. Yeah. That's uh, that's really exciting. So yeah. I fully agree with Ryan that I think this is a uh, what he did with Inglorious Bastards where oh, yeah. they killed Hitler in a movie theater. Oh, yeah. Bruce Lee is probably going to kill Charles Manson. <laughs> and oh, I'm dude. way into You do not it. put Bruce Lee in this trailer as much as it is and not have him be a key character. Like, I'm totally expecting, like, total history subversion. Like, I don't know if, like, if you guys don't know, some Charles Manson did some real terrible shit and Cheryl Tate got straight up stabbed and killed and it's terrible uh i i bet that might still happen but i also think there might be some serious crazy quentin tarantino revenge going on in this movie so yeah. I w- so i'm uh we were, we're working on once upon a time in mm-hmm. hollywood so a lot of the producers at our company have seen it um and i've only been told because obviously i can't say anything i've only been told don't go in expecting much charles manson okay it is interesting it is not about that Okay. Yeah, it is about something else. Yeah, so I was I was really shocked about that because they've been playing up the Charles Manson thing ever since the movie was announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have to know to to know that it's not really the, the Sometime, main focus. Of the sometimes movie. marketing isn't the movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's our boy. It's our boy Balder from from God of War. Oh, is it Jeremy Davies? Yep. Oh, oh. nice. Yeah, nice. He's a ton of super makeup. stoked. Yeah, yeah. They and they've buried the lead on him. He's not even the, in. The, he's the, on IMDb. Like he's the, he's fully not in the cast list. Yeah, which is really they, cool. They've buried the lead on him playing that role. Now this is the one with Matt Smith as Charles Manson, right? He's actually in this one. No, that's a different one. one right? No, that's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that's Terminator Genesis. Um, is this Brightburn? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I I I just really want another Tarantino flick. What's uh, happening here? Uh, I think the ninth Mar- film. It's yeah. Margot Robbie, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she should wear 70s glasses all the time. Yes. And uh, She looks fly. Yeah. Tarantino's been talking to a lot of a lot of uh, the people at our, at our company, and he is still adamant about the retirement after 10. He is, uh, right. Does the Star Trek movie that he may or may not make apply? No, because he's not directing it. Oh, he's okay. actually not ra- even writing it. He just had an idea. Someone else wrote, went to write it, and he's good. Okay. We'll see what ever happens with that thing. Yeah, if it ever happens. Mm-hmm. That'd be it, great. I, I, didn't they say something recently where it's like, hey, that's not off the table? Yeah. Yes. There's that's a lot great. Of, yeah. Hey, as long as it's it. not off the table, I'm happy. Yeah. Guys, thoughts on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It looks it looks pretty fun. Um, I really liked the trailer, but I, it was also after a bunch of like terrifying trailers. So <laughs> yeah. it was a nice little break. I'm so glad yeah, we're yeah. talking about a horror movie. And you guys don't like horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Brightburn. <laughs> uh, all right, so then the it. other trailer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I have something to say. Okay, go for it, baby. Go for it. Yeah. Trailer's great. T- you guys know that Tarantino's one of my favorite directors of all time. So I'll I didn't re- know that. You didn't I, know that? I, I, I I'll will, be honest. I did not know that. Oh, really? I will, I will say that you repeat a lot of facts about your fandom, Ben, and uh-huh. that's not one I oh. think you repeat a lot. Well, nope. So, no, I didn't know that. 
Kill Bill's my favorite Tarantino film. It's like, yes. if I'll be Kill honest, Bill, Pulp Fiction, and Glorious Bastards. Those any are my of favorites. them, any of them could be number one. And Glorious Bastards is my number one. So is it Quentin Tarantino and then Stephen King? Oh, Marty. Oh, oh yeah. Marty. Man. Marty. You're the best. You're a fan. Fandom. You are a fan. Son of He's a, a true fake nerd fan. <laughs> I love it. There's Boom. a door. I want you to know. <laughs> oh, he got you. Oh, he did. Uh, so truthfully, Marty is probably Stephen King than Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Stephen <laughs> King is his best friend. No, but just on see, Twitter. But hearing, because I was a little nervous that they were gonna like. Because one of the things I love about Glorious Bastards is like, yes, it is the them trying to hunt Hitler, but there's also a lot of planning. There's a lot of side stories, a lot of side characters that you care and. Give Michael Fassbender's in it for like five minutes. Yeah, he's in it for five minutes, but also you care about Michael uh, about Daniel Bruhl's character. Mm-hmm. You care about um so, until uh, you don't, uh, mm-hmm. and you care about um Shoshana the. Oh, Avah, Shoshana. Yeah, you care about the the Jew hunter who was played by um, Christopher Waltz. Thank you. Ooh, yeah. You care about them, and then you go into back like, yeah, we're also following the bastards. I don't them. say, I don't think you ever care about Christopher Waltz. Well, I'll you be honest. care about no, what no, no, he's I doing. Mean, I think, I think what he's you saying care about is what like, he's doing. You get invested in all these characters, regardless of if they're good or sure. bad guys. Yeah. Tarantino's really good at getting you to have a connection. Yeah. On some level, to every character sure. he puts mm-hmm. on his screen. That I can, that I can yeah. go for. So hearing that there's like. The marketing is like, yeah, this is about the Charles Manson murders in 1969. And then hearing from you, Brandon, that it's like, yeah, don't expect a bunch of it. It's like, I'm okay with that. I'm just, I'm totally fine because this is gonna, probably going to be another really good Tarantino film where he's going to introduce a bunch of si- a bunch of characters that we're going to have a connection to and we're going to care or at least want to follow. It's like, hey, I want to know what happens to the end of that guy, and then maybe we will get a really cool um, killing Hitler in a movie theater scene. I freaking love that scene in Glorious Bastards. We we did get some more World War II stuff in this trailer. And we I'm did. Like, yeah. Oh my god. If, where where Leonardo DiCaprio is doing his best Kurt Russell. Oh my god. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Who's also who's in also movie. in this movie? I was like, oh my god. What if what if Brad Pitt's character is related to his World War II guy? I, I think I'm, Brad. I think Brad Pitt. Uh, I think Kurt Russell is Brad Pitt's uh, son. It seems like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm just really excited to see where Sam Jackson shows up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he'll he'll be a narrator for something. What if he's not in this one? The one. oh, he'll be in it. Uh, Come right. on, real quick. Did you guys know that Mads Mikkelsen uh, did the Danish dub? I just saw for this. Randall in Monsters Inc. Yeah, I just wow. saw this. Matt, yeah, the Mads Mikkelsen. It's real weird. I, awesome. I just I found it on Twitter. Thank you. It's real weird. Um, okay, so the next trailer before we get to the big one is Star Trek Picard. There's not a lot in this trailer, but there is a lot if you know if you know it's, anything. It's about real. Star Trek. I thought this was. Uh, like a fake ad Did for you? wine. You know, like what I mean, like yes. an in-universe yes. fake ad for wine or yeah. or something. And I was like, what does this it have is to do with Star Trek? What does this have to do with Star Trek? Yeah, it looks. I was like, is this a Star Trek commercial? Or yeah, a, yeah. Or I a was, San Antonio winery commercial. And then what I realized they're here. And then I realized they're talking to Picard, yeah. and it's yeah. his winery. And I'm like, oh, like the second oh. I saw Chateau Picard, the, the the bottles of wine, I'm thinking. Yo, is that real? Can I buy that? So uh, this is an that. April Fool's IGN so if, video. If, uh, if I may put on my Star Trek nerd hat, mm-hmm. uh, I got many hats, but my biggest one is Star Trek. Um, it, it is. Um, that's I'm, a big hat. Yeah. I am not a. <laughs> that's like a. That's like a. Jesus. That's like a eleven-gallon hat. Would you say? Eleven. So I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek, but I don't really like uh, the Kurtzman era of Star Trek. I think he's not the person to be doing this. But as far as I know, he doesn't really have a creative control with this with this um, series. And I don't believe that Patrick Stewart would come back uh, if he didn't believe in it a hundred percent. And I don't believe that he wouldn't come back if he thought this was going to do a disservice to Captain Picard. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that. Patrick Stewart is not an actor who needs 
needs to do anything no. he doesn't want to do no um and I, I feel like he is protective of captain picard that if, if they were like then we again have... there's that emoji movie <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. But hey man everyone needs a new pool if he, he was were... not part of that was he he was he was, he was, he was the, the poop he was the voice of the poop emoji no patrick stewart went into <laughs> yeah. a booth sir was given a big check and said patrick can you please say the word poop and he's like poop and then he got paid a million dollars um so, but there's a there's a lot of little nuggets in this one. Um, it looks like, <laughs> oh Jesus, I have that queued up for like hours. Brandon, stop. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, interesting bits in this film. Uh, in this in this series, sorry, it does, it looks really good. It looks quality. Um, Picard is back on his on his uh, family vi- vineyard. He is uh, doing the Chateau Picard Winery, which has been around in the Picard name for years. Um, he looks surprise surprisingly he looks younger. Then his, so in the in the last episode of the, of Star Trek of Star Trek, they do a flash forward where he is an old man on on the vineyard again, uh, retired as an ambassador. And this series is supposed to be set after that flash forward, and yet he looks younger <laughs> because Patrick Patrick Stewart didn't age the same way that a normal human being ages. Um, looks good. He looks great. Yeah. There's a lo- there's a lot of talk of like he something happened to him he did a rescue a lot of people are speculating that he did the uh, that the rescue that they're talking about has to do with the Romulan Empire when the Romulan Empire was destroyed in uh, Star Trek 09. Well, they have implied that that's going to have a major effect. Yeah, so we're in the 25th century. We're in the <clears throat> 25th century here. Um, it, it it is Kurtzman, so the 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 story of, to- of Star Trek 2009 and the Star Trek Countdown comic book is canon. Uh, but he was an admiral. Something happened. He retired, um, lost his faith in Starfleet. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I'm curious to see what where this goes. I I'm a huge Star Trek fan, so you know. I I really just I don't think it's going to be this, but I really want this to be a completely different show. I don't want him to be up on a starship again, just doing Star Trek stuff. I want this to be completely different. But well, they I cast don't. a starship, so you're out of luck. No, I know, and I'm like, oh, I already have a Star Trek show. I'm not watching. I don't need another starship show. I, w- I would watch a Picard on the on the vine on the vineyard doing Picard Picard in the future. Yeah, I just show. live in a life like I don't yeah, want him the, on a starship so again. Like it's the amb- stepping on grapes. And like, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's oh, the yeah. ambition of like DS Nine. Like Deep Space Nine was criticized in the beginning, like what you just wait, Star Trek isn't going to trek. It's going to Did be set somewhere. Uh what? what was the name of his show on stars? Oh, um We both watched the Seth MacFarlane show. Yeah. That he did. The the Blunt. The Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk. Yeah. Uh Blunt Talk was a fantastic show where he was just a news host. Uh doesn't have to be a news host, but that kind of show, mm-hmm. that kind of show. Uh, in Star Trek with Picard, that's what I want this show to be. Just day of the day in the life. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, there, there. This is also Sparks. You once asked me when we did the Star Trek Insurrection, uh, Star Trek Nemesis commentary sure. way back when last year. Uh, that that was a thing. Is mm-hmm. that is that movie the furthest point in Star Trek? And now this will be right. This will be the furthest point that we've ever seen. This is what I've wanted. Don't go back. Go forward. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't necessarily think that we need to see a character we've seen before i would kind of prefer to go somewhere else but we are going forward again and i'm interested in where that can take us mm-hmm. i hope i hope that the creative team uh for this series is good and i hope that they treat star trek the way i don't feel they've been treating it with discovery um i just i just can only hope that this is good because this is captain picard don't screw up captain picard mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. We'll see. They should just let Seth MacFarlane write it like he wanted to in the first place. Orville on on Fox this Friday. Renewed for no, his third real, season. Yeah, I'm yep. so excited. I am excited. I as am well. happy Good that Disney Orville. did not cancel the Orville. Um, yeah, I uh, do. You guys watch the Orville? Yes. That's a great show, right? Yes. Awesome show. I'm yes. four episodes behind, so don't spoil. I I have the finale to watch, and that's Same. it. Man, I'm so excited to watch the rest either. of that series. Yeah, I can't. I can't until my partner gets back. Sure. I watched three episodes and then stopped. Not because oh, it was bad, s- but just because I had other stuff to do. It is no, on my I list. You. I will I watch it you eventually. You want to watch good Star Trek? Don't watch it's, Discovery. It's a good show. You watch can't it. say, uh, no. you can't say no. that. Have you, you watched that. Discovery now? No. I have watched enough of Discovery to know I don't like it. How much oh. of that then? How much? Half a season now. Thank oh. you. Oh. Okay. All right. Thanks to Ryan. I've been able to watch half a season. I hope you're not lying to me. I will say I did like the three episodes of the overall when I saw him, so I am really looking forward to go back to the show. It's just one of those things where something happened, I just stepped away from it, but I do want to go back to it. Sure. So Orville's, I will go Orville's back to it eventually, and thank God it's still on Hulu. Uh, I was talking to Michael from Downright Nerdy Podcast, and uh, we were talking about the Picard show, because he's really excited, because he's a huge Star Trek nerd. And I'm like, man, I uh, I don't know Star Trek. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> I gotta step into it. And he's like, well, the visual effects are day. And I'm like, that doesn't bother me. I, I just mm. gotta take the take the step into it because i feel like i won't really be invested in the picard show until i yeah actually I sit down and Certainly watch the next watch generation. Next generation yeah yeah like i just like i just feel like i just feel like there is a misunderstanding of the meaning of trek less so about the content of the shows less so about anything like that i just feel like it's being misunderstood uh, i don't feel like kurtzman is the one to understand star trek much like I don't think Zack Snyder is the one who understands DC superheroes. Like, uh, I feel like it's the same thing. I will say the poster that they released Real cool. when they released the teaser uh, had me more hype than the teaser itself. I thought the poster because cool. the poster is uh, his vineyard, but in the vineyard is it's the, in the Delta Starfleet signal. symbol. So the the vineyard just makes that symbol, and it was real cool. Nice, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about let's talk about Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, as one of your roommates. Yeah. Get something out of the it's uh, all right. <laughs> refrigerator. It's all good, Matt. Don't worry about it, buddy. Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, okay. It's a, it's a trailer. This so, is the sixth Terminator film. So I was thinking about this. I have before, back in the day, like when, because uh, Terminator 2 was one of my favorite movies of all time. Sure. It still is up there. I really love Term- T2. It's, I mean, it's It's great. amazing. It is. T3, eh. Uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles on Fox. I loved that show. I watched show's it. awesome. I watched it religiously. And then I saw Salvation, and Salvation was something I wanted. Because after T3, I was like, Live I Live in want, the future. Yeah, I want to see the war. I want to see the <clears> actual <throat> surviving, fighting. Oh, my God, fighting Batman? The- oh, my God, this movie is going to be great. It was, yeah. Yeah. And then... Don't I, mess with my lights. And then Genesis happened. And <laughs> I, when I heard that Genesis was coming out, I didn't see it. I fell off the Terminator train. And now I hear the that they're going to bring more Terminator back. I'm kind of done with Terminator, to be honest. I... I'm just like it's the same. I understand. I, I feel understand. like it's the same shit over and over and over and over again. You're really you're you're not wrong because we haven't been proven right yet. So like you're not wrong. Sparks I mean, and mo- I are in the minority. We like Terminator Genesis. That's fine. That's fine. I I, I, mean, I don't. Sally, I have only heard bad things. I haven't seen it. But if someone asks me to come over and watch it, I'm gonna watch it. You want to come over and watch it? Sure. Why not? <laughs> but as of now. Hearing that there's another effing Terminator movie not coming out. That, not only that. I just I'm wanna, done. I'm I wanna, just done. I want to say something that I, I love saying. This is the third Terminator film. To that try is to and reboot s- it. No, to try and set up a trilogy of exactly. Terminator films. This is the third. It's a trilogy of trilogies. <laughs> it's a trilogy of trilogy starters. 
uh, which I, I find they, have, they, they've come out and said that that's, they that's what they trilogy. want this to be is a trilogy. Yeah. See, I was telling Ryan that I, I feel like I would feel a lot more into this one if I felt the same way I did about the Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween one. Sure. Where I'm like, come back and do just this. Yeah. yeah. End it with, with Linda Hamilton and put an ending button on this because I'm 100% there for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, you want to bring Linda Hamilton back? You want to be like, boom, capper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm so there. Uh, this being the start of a trilogy, not so much. Yeah. But I'm really into the, the visuals of what's going on. The poster says, welcome to the first day of Judgment Day, which probably means the series is set after Judgment Day starts. Like, just after Judgment Day starts. After the bombs start dropping? Yeah, maybe. Be interesting. It would, it's a place we haven't seen before. That's true. I mean, Gen- the problem with Genesis, going back to Genesis, the problem with Genesis marketing is that it revealed to me that John Connor came back as a Terminator. That that's the, the movie's f- that's, that's marketing that's, that's marketing's, marketing's fault, fault that was for marketing's sure. fault that was such a bad so idea that was marketing's fault and when I found out about that I was like well this is going off completely off the rails I mean, speaking of John Carter where is he in this movie John Connor yeah whatever I mean also a movie we like <laughs> am I glad that they brought back the same actress uh, Linda Hamilton right yeah am I yes. glad they brought her back for another show yeah I Chuck's love her mom. as Sarah Connor is old seeing old Arnold again okay I can dig it but I'm as st- as the as the not a Terminator as a, as a human. He's the human that they base the Terminators on. And there was oh, a deleted sh- scene in Terminator 3 with a southern Arnold Schwarzenegger that got cut. Yep. That was real bad. Oh. Uh, before uh, I say too much, uh, go ahead. Uh, if you're I'm finishing just, up. Honestly, I'm just done. I'm kind of sick and tired of Terminators. Just, just end the fucking so thing this trailer had Excuse me for you. the F-bomb. Just this trailer didn't get to you at all? No, okay. it didn't. Uh, Marty, Sam? Same. I, like, I would rather like a sitcom... With like Terminators, <laughs> and they're just chilling and hanging out with a destroyed like, world, and just like let's have some coffee. <laughs> How familiar are you with the Terminator franchise? I used to love it, and okay. cool. Then after Salvation, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then Genesis happened, and I was like, oh yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> I've seen more Star Wars than I have. <laughs> oh, Terminator. There you go. That's Roger. Have you, that. have you at least seen T two Ju- Judgment Day? I think I think what she is saying is she she's has seen, seen no, no Terminator. Oh, never mind then. I saw no. I've seen one. Which I one? Saw, Sam, closer to the mic. Uh, sorry. I saw. Is it? Was it the guy with the metal like that melted, or was it like <laughs> I'm a horror movie? No, I had like. The was it the one where it. Arnold was bad the whole time, or was it the one where Arnold was good at the end? <laughs> Never mind. Things, All right. okay. things happen. Yeah, right, it's fine. Okay. There was a chick in it. <laughs> I think it's safe to say she is not a fan of the Terminator friends. Yeah. To be fair, we're at now at a point where three of the five of them, like I know you guys like it, but three of the five of them are bad. So like, I I hope this is good. I will say like, uh, again, the visuals are cool. Like the new Terminator designs, cool. I'm, I'm so surprised that you jumped to like three of five of them being bad. Mean. I've I, never liked Genesis and I never liked Salvation. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. I just, I, 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 it's been a while since I've seen some of them, but I'm like, there are other movies that I think of are of similar quality that you seem to enjoy, and I don't know why, uh, like specifically Rise of the Machines or Salvation. I can understand Genesis to a degree, but Salvation like hit below that bar for you. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember just, just thinking it was kind of boring. And I recently sure. watched Terminator Three. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not bad. I haven't seen Terminator Salvation in a long time, and I, I feel like it's kind of I felt I, I kind of feel like it's the same thing. I don't think either of the I don't think any of the Terminator sequels are bad. I, I do. <laughs> I don't think any of them have come close to Terminator One. Certainly not Terminator Two. Um, 
But I, I genuinely think Terminator Genesis is a pretty good movie. I think it's fun and enjoyable, and it's got it's got interesting stuff in it. I mean, Salvation I enjoyed because it was an action movie involving killer robots, and I was totally Salvation's better than Genesis. Genesis, is I won't disagree. I, oh. I won't okay. disagree. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I want. I, I mean, I I like Genesis, but yeah. I won't. I think Salvation is a better movie. I think the ideas in Genesis are cooler. Well, the yeah. reason why I like Salvation was because it gave me because we got. I knew the plot of Terminator. I saw T2. I saw T3. And then Salvation was like, this is what happens after the bomb Good for spell. Salvation to trying to do something different. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I liked it. Yeah. And then hearing that Genesis was going to do this whole weird time loop again, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of over it. And also, Genesis tried to do something different. Now, question. Is that girl, the younger girl, is that supposed to be a young Sarah Connor? I don't think. The, wait, the Hispanic I, girl? I don't know. Or, the, I or hear, the, the white girl. Probably the white girl. If you're saying, I, I don't know, because I hear Linda Hamilton say, "I was her." I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that well, was. Like, one, I think literal. she's just supposed to be a younger girl dealing there's, with Terminator there's stuff. There's one. There's be. one girl who's a Sam Witwer type Terminator. From yeah, Salvation. Half a Terminator human, doesn't half... know she's a Terminator. Exactly. Um, Which I'm actually okay with. There's, um, and then there's the um, the new design. The new Terminator design does look dope. I will yeah, say that the girl, the Hispanic girl, throws the wrench in the whole thing. Cause yeah. They're like, we need to protect her. Yeah. So like, a lot of people are questioning, like, what happened to John Connor at this at this junction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan and I had, like spitballed about this a bit, and I'm uh, very into the idea of like a, a John Connor failed world, or a or a you know a world where a timeline where he didn't where a he timeline died. where the prophecy is not what it was. Turns out, guess what? The world still fights that war. John Connor didn't stop anything. John Connor's not the guy who saves them or anything. You know. All of this has been crap. I'm into that idea of Linda Hamilton li- living in a world where all this was done to her because of her son who was supposed to save the world and he didn't. Guess what? He didn't. Yeah. And she just has to live in that world. I'm actually way into that idea. And so I'm way into the notion that John Connor's not going to be in this at all. And they, t- they, t- they bring back the Terminator 3 idea that Judgment Day can't be stopped. Yes. It's always yeah. going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, which in Terminator 2, it was supposed to be like, nope, we're done. Uh, but so then the, they wanted was, to make more money. It was kind of so. like in the the Lena Headey show, Sarah Connor Chronicles. They kept going for they went forward yeah, in Terminator, time. Terminator Three was a very influential movie on the Terminator franchise. Yeah, yeah, because it decided like, that like this is inevitable. Yeah, yeah. Judgment Day is always going to happen. Like even in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, they jumped because the Judgment Day was supposed to happen in like two thousand and four or something. Nineteen ninety four. Or that and that show takes place in two thousand six. Yeah, right. because and they it's jumped like, forward. Yeah, it's like time. hey. Judgment Day hasn't happened yet. We could stop it. It's like, no, you can't stop it. It's gonna, always going to happen. You can always postpone it. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I also am very into the idea, just from the look of this trailer, that they might be... I think Ryan and I talked about this a bit. I think Tim Miller and James Cameron might be picking and choosing all the things they like from the other Terminator sequels and making them canon to T1 and T2. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think all the things things from Genesis, things from Salvation, things from Rise of the Machines, all are going to show up in this film. Yeah, I, think cool. they're, I think they're pulling all their favorite ideas. I right. think so too. That's why I think there's a lot of familiarity in this trailer is because we're seeing the things that worked in those in those Terminator sequels. Yeah. Am I going to need to see Genesis before I see this movie? Not no. at all. Okay. You need to see Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. <laughs> and you have. I have. But, uh, but you will. We're going to do an episode on it. Not the one movie, but the whole franchise. Ah, shit. All right. Mm. All right. Well, we, got, we got time. All right. I, I, I'm, I have found something to like in every Terminator entry. That's Same. good. So I'm, I'm yeah. on board with this iteration. I do like bringing Linda Hamilton back. So I do, do I. really like that idea of messing with the John Connor prophecy and saying, guess what? That was crap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do hope the That's second kind of trailer. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do hope um, 
because this movie costs $200 million, and we haven't seen where that money's gone yet, I don't think. So I'm hoping the second trailer kind of shows us what the movie's about, because I'm like, oh my god, you guys have a lot of money to make. This movie's got to be uh, really good. I also echo what Ben said, that I thought the the new sleek design on the Terminator looks real good. Yeah, like the black mm-hmm. metal? Yeah. 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 yeah Gabriel Luna? Gabriel uh, Luna looks real good. Yeah. That Terminator looks scarier than any Terminator has to me since T2. Yeah. 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 That looks like a scary Terminator. <laughs> All right, I'm into it. Uh, any last thoughts, Terminator? Last words. Nope. nope. I just shake so. my head. All right, let's move on to our main topic. Is Ooh. it Brightburn? It's Brightburn. Oh, it is. <gasps> all right, then time now for our review of Brightburn. Full spoilers for the latest from Sony and James Gunn and all everyone involved in the creation of this film. I don't know all their names. Um, a lot of guns. A lot of guns. Lots a lot of guns. guns. Mark guns. and Brian and James. By guns, we mean like the Gun Brothers, yes. not like actual guns. Yeah. yeah. Although so, there were that too. This is a few of them. There were headshots. <laughs> so this is Brightburn. Let's get it. Let's Wait, get into some three. initial thoughts. Ben, you first. Initial thoughts on Brightburn. Oh well, as a premise of if Superman was evil, pretty cool. As a film, eh. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, I think it's a perfectly adequate, decent movie. Like nothing to write home about, but nothing to really like scoff at. Like, hey man, if you have a free like Thursday night, you can do worse. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam. Um, so I think the premise was really enticing and then I just didn't like, I don't know. It wasn't bad. Marty. It was really gory. It's uh, really gory. I, uh, I really liked the premise. I was super excited for it. And then it happened. <laughs> Sparks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I echo what Ryan was saying. I think it was a pretty, pretty fine, like to, to good horror, uh, take on this. I think everything that they, every time that they showed how brutal he could be with his powers to the murder of people, I was, I was way into it because I'm like, you just don't see Superman. Uh, like, this is Superman. You yeah. don't mm-hmm. see Superman doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, what happens with, between him and the adoptive dad. I'm like, Yikes. that is, that is intense and I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I was into it in like the, if you're going to do dark Superman, show how, how terrifying he could be if he wanted to be. This is Lex mm-hmm. Luthor propaganda. I think you said that. Oh, that's Marty, smart. That if this film had ended with like a film by Lex Luthor, it would have been incredible. Ooh. I said it. It was me. Oh, was it you, Sam? That's yeah. awesome, Sam. That's nice. Uh, yeah, I I think I'm on the same page with you all. I, I think, yeah, it's a pretty fine movie. Um, some good bits in it. Yes. Um, good performances, honestly. I think Catherine, Catherine Heigl. Oh, excuse Elizabeth oh. Banks? Elizabeth oh, Banks. my God. Oh, my God. I get them mixed up. Like they are... <laughs> Warren Ellis and, and, and dude but Catherine Heigl is like the worst Elizabeth Banks is like oh that's so st- oh, I feel bad for Elizabeth Banks oh, I don't even know who Catherine Heigl is <laughs> 27 it's okay dresses. we'll look it up later ah, oh Knocked Up I forgot about her for a split second everyone did seen Knocked Up I don't know have you seen Knocked have Up you? I don't know if I've seen Knocked Up it might be a long shot Damn, dog, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Seth Rogen's in that movie. Oh, my God. I love it. Anyway, right. Brightburn. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what's, her, what's her name again? Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Banks. I do like Elizabeth Banks, yeah. so I, I do feel bad that I can't remember her name. Uh, so I think she's good in it, honestly. She is. She's um, a James Gunn staple. I, I like her a lot. I like Elizabeth Banks a lot. I like the guy who played the dad a lot. Also, I like the Roy kid. from The Office. Really? Hell yeah. 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 That's all I know him is Roy from The Office. I don't really think. Yeah, it was so weird when he looked at the camera in this movie. <laughs> God. Also, I liked the kid because you know yeah. kid actors are a very hit and miss. But I also, I liked. Oh how man, it's chilling when he's like, Did you, "I feel like you want me to cry." Yeah, like there's some stuff like there. Okay, so one of the scenes I really liked about it is when he shows up from um, after he kills his uncle. Sure. And yeah. he, I mean, he has his shirt off. He's like talking to his parents, like saying, "Yeah, these kids asked me to play soccer." And then he's obviously—I mean, obviously—he's lying through it's his such teeth. A, it's such a weird way to go about it. Yeah, 
And then, but such a but bad still, lie. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, when I was twelve years old, I made up these stupid lies like that all the time. Well, I I, I just like think about you can fly. You could have flown up to your bedroom, put on a different shirt, and burned the one with blood on it. What are you doing, kid? Yeah, He's true. twelve though. Yeah, not he's not smart. smart. Yeah. He's yeah. a twelve-year-old who but figured he, out how to kill smart. people. Also, he's this smart, just happened, to but him. he's not no, wise. That's yeah. what he is. He's like book smart. He's twelve, yeah, but he's not wise. Well said, Mister Magnet. Also, I'm more than double his age, and I wouldn't have thought to do what you just said. So, like, it, of course, you can th- it's like, right, oh, but, you could have done. Right, done but this. they 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 do set up in the be- so okay. So we're going to do the Superman comparison. He is Superman. Mm-hmm. He but he doesn't have a couple of Superman's things. He doesn't have super hearing as as far as we know. He doesn't have extra vision as far we, as far no. as you know. Man, if he had those things, I kept yeah. waiting oh. for like the hide. moment to happen where like he was staring through something and then we see through it, but never. As happened. far as we know, as far as the film sets up, he has Superman's intelligence, and Superman is one of the smartest people on the planet. Yes. Yeah. So like he he could like he, he's smarter than us. Yes. Although to be fair, Superman can be goofy at times. I, I, he's like, he's doofus. This, he's the, a doofus the, sometimes. Really, that just spoke to a, a thing I had when I was watching the film that I'm like, I don't know why you're doing the things you're doing the way you're doing them when you have the power you have outside yeah. of this is a small budget movie. Yeah. Like that's, that's the only thing I could tell you. It's it, this budget was so ex- small. Exactly. And I'm just like, yeah. You know. It, Stronger writers can come up with good narrative reasons yes. to accommodate oh, for 100%. such budget things, and I and I just sat there and I'm like, I don't understand why you're hiding in his closet. <laughs> I don't know what the goal was here. I feel, were you were you there to kill her? I mean, I, wasn't she the more dangerous one to you than him? Also, not only that, but the parents. Uh, I get Elizabeth Banks, like she's blinded by love. Yeah, but at no point does the fork come up again. Like someone, like he should have been like, or even after, honey, I saw him eat a fork. Yeah, or even it's like, hey, what happened to my lawnmower? Why is it hey, twenty feet? You saw that him. Way? You saw him throw me into a wall, and yeah. me and him killing and him killing my 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 brother in law is the weird thing. Yeah, now that you think about it, kind of. But once for me, if if I felt like they always well, they knew he came from space, and like I always think, it's not established if like they know how much. What he can do and what they, they do. don't. Well, yeah, also, they don't. Yeah, no, well, also, no, good. they don't. They don't. It's impl- It seems to me that they are not aware of his capabilities until the moment that, like, he's, he's awakened. He's thrown into the wall, oh. and that's when it really becomes clear to him what he's capable of. But because the, he feels the force of what he does to him and has mm. seen the chewing of the fork. But prior to that, I don't think they knew he could fly or do do yeah. the eyes or any of yeah, that. Yeah, but also another thing I just remembered is that there is a scene where he's like, he's never been cut. He's never bled. So they yeah. do know that. They know he's odd. So probably him eating the fork wasn't that big of a thing because he's like, that's like, like when Elizabeth Banks find out that, hey, this For sh- sure. we found a thing that could cut him because everything else can't cut him. I still I still would have put in, I, I agree with you, but I also still would have put in a scene where the dad is like, yeah, he bent this fork with his mouth yeah. earlier and it's like well we know he does weird things sometimes mm-hmm. yeah like not to the extent that he has powers but it's like you know he he doesn't get sick yeah. he doesn't bleed he doesn't bruise yeah so okay. you know yeah, I see being able to chew metal in his mouth kind of makes sense that's yeah. okay yeah but not to the extent like oh but he can fly and he can mm-hmm. drop a truck on someone but to <clears> that he then later tries to shoot his kid yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm just like but why dumb. you saw him eat a fork you know he's never Got, oh, he like, might not know he's bulletproof. Injured. Yeah, it, it might be because he's so close and it's a rifle. Like he's, he's obviously also in his emotions. He's probably not thinking and, clearly. And honestly, and at that same moment, in that same token, he is convinced of what he is at that point. He has become certain of it, and he has no idea that there is something that they know can make him bleed. Mm-hmm. So he's like, 
this is the best thing I can think of, and yeah. I got to stop him because sh- sh- it's going to get worse. Yeah. I just think he would have, like, thought about it a little bit yeah. more because, like, he saw what happened to his his friend, his brother-in-law. Like, yeah. he saw that. Like, that was clearly not just he caused a car accident. That was clearly, like, he, like, messed that guy's face up. But he doesn't He doesn't know that he's bulletproof. Right. They right. Don't know that's, that. that's the, we, as the audience, know he's got Superman's powers. He's bulletproof. But they don't know. Like, that's the only and, thing. And they, th- to be fair, they also weren't there to see the dude pick the car up. Like, he, he could be super strong, but, like, they don't, they don't know his capabilities. Yeah. As, as like, one of the things, like, when they, when they go see the uncle in the hospital after he <clears throat> died was that they think he swerved, hit a deer or something like that. Yeah. must have been some deer. Yeah, right. Because there have been accidents where people have hit, like, cars or um, animals could in the road. Done without the unhinged jaw. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh, oh yeah. Wonderful. Oh, we needed it. <laughs> great that, that's a good effect. Great visual yeah. effects. No. Oh, yeah. Nightmare inducing. I'm, I'm not. I'm not big on gore, but there are some things I do like. I like when he like uh, blows out the the, the dad's brains. I, so I like that. Uh, I'm, my unhinged jaw was. Um, I actually the thing that got me the most was the, the glass, glass in the yeah, eye. The glass yeah, in the yeah, eye. That was great. That was much, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of gore horror either. However. If you're making a horror movie that is specifically about what if Superman murdered people, you have to acknowledge... There's that movie, though. Huh? There's that movie. Oh, no. Is it Brightburn? That's Man of Steel. You know what I mean. You have to, to, like, go... I wish they'd gone further in some cases, not on the gore spectrum, but, like, in, in showing the effectiveness of his like how little effort he has to use to cause so much damage right. to the human body. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what's so frightening. Yeah. Uh, and that's also, the thing. Also, I didn't feel, yeah. I didn't feel scared. This movie's not scary. Well, it's, I wasn't scared of him. I was scared for the people around. It's, yeah. It's, it's said to be the, it's said to be the horror movie, a horror movie, superhero story, whatever you want to call it. It has jump um, scares for sure, but like I wasn't but, scared, but it's just jump scares. Yeah. There's nothing, there are every single time where it could be scary, they put in a string. They put in a jump scare string. So it, it really takes away the impact of just there's no like it has great horror. There's no conjuring type of horror. There's no there's nothing like that. It's just jump scares, slamming I, into buildings, yeah. slamming I into things and loud noises, loud after, noises, loud noises after pure silence. Yeah. I was scared two specific times in that movie. Yeah. And it was both times that he went to the little girl's room. That oh, was, yeah, that yes. was, I was oh scared. I was, yeah. like, I was like, oh. especially the first time because he was coming from a conversation like, yeah, could, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta let that I was, out. So yeah. I was like, like no. now? And I'm like, oh my God, is, where is this gonna go? Yeah, I was like the second <laughs> It's okay get, to go on, to like, act on your urges. Right. No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's also like, that scene was really funny because it's the dad trying to have the talk and he's yeah. like, you know, it's okay to touch it. It's what? Your penis. <laughs> right. And like, and then he's like, oh, so like I can do that whenever? He's like, oh, don't do it now. Right. He's talking about going to hurt a girl. I'm and like, then, oh and then it God. cuts to him in the her bedroom and that was when I was the most like, super crazy. Which also Ooh. sucks because she was also like really nice to him in the, in the beginning of the movie. She Where like, did she go at the end of the movie? I think she just, she just goes, hangs uh, out with the she, cops. Her mom got abducted. I imagine that she's her mom got like, splattered. Spending a lot <laughs> yeah. of time with her family and stuff. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, her but, mom did not get splattered. Her mom got cut open and dissected. oh, sorry, that's yeah. right. She, she's in the that's yeah. Right. I do she's like how barn. I do like how they finally do um like bring that uh, loose end to tie that knot because yeah. like, for a while I was like yeah, but where did he put her? Where, yeah. yeah, where did she mm. go? He but, he he like destroys the sheriff they clearly don't go into that barn enough if they didn't smell that body yes, no. yeah seriously the, the that's sheriff, a hereditary situation the right sheriff there. death was it was rough I, that, that was, was a splatter again like incredible because i'm like that's 
that's what would happen. Yeah. Like yeah. if if he just goes full force, yeah. you're just you're just Flat. your pieces gone. Your roadkill. But going back to the first time he goes into Caitlyn's room, yeah. I was like, no, no. Yep. Like when he goes to her laptop and plays the old Elvis Presley or the old fifties oh, love song, yeah. I'm sitting like going, please no. That was one. Please of my, don't turn this into so creepy. creepy. And I was happen. freaked out, but I was like, that's also one of my favorite parts of the film because I'm like, man, if you think about it, Superman could be such a dick to people. Yeah, yeah. he could just come in super speed, real fast, and, like, and this, make their computer play music and creep them out. And the second that like the 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 curtain flew away and we saw him, she's like screaming. Her mom shows up. I'm like. Oh no! I was uh, yeah no. Sparks is right. There, those two moments are are scary, but uh, only because you're like, I don't know if I want to see a twelve year old rape scene. Yeah, <laughs> no. no but I does. mean, like, but that's the thing is, like, it, it, it doesn't have to be scary to you. It can be scary just because of what you're seeing. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. those were scary. Yes, and but, but outside of that, to 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 what I was saying about the, about the scares, you know, when he is killing the the girl, the diner, when he's killing the dad, when he's killing the uncle, at no point was I scared. Yeah, sure. At least, even for those characters, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there's I a say, there's a sense of inevitability to it. Yeah, I would say I was. There were scenes where I was like, it was tense, like when uh, Elizabeth, so. like when, like yes, when she's there like was when Elizabeth, like when Elizabeth Banks, um, Tori, the mom, she finally finds the notebook and she sees all him drawing. Yes, that was all, tense. Yeah, and <sighs> even when uh, um, she's like, that was cool to too. Go th- like she's trying to go through the house without him seeing her. Because now she sees that he can fly, he can do all this crazy shit, and she doesn't realize until she cuts her own hand. She's there's like, some, "Oh, the ship can cut." There's him. some good like scary imagery in that too. I mean, like you know, there's some good um, like the red eyes, and like the still imagery like there. Like when 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 he's floating into the into the room, I thought that was a pretty effective uh, image. It it did it did something that it bothers me in all horror movies, but especially bothers me in this one where she's hiding under the bed. Oh yeah, and doesn't look under the bed immediately. And, and uh, no, he leaves, and and she creeps her way out, and then it doesn't show her getting up and getting to the window or anything. He just comes back in the room, and it's like, oh, she magically disappeared. She's just as fast as him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, nope, yeah. no, I don't believe I you. Gonna, he would have seen her. I was actually think, wondering if he was just like above, if he was just like above the bed, like wait for it. Yeah, right. There I you are. Too. Too. I thought that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was waiting for that too. That mm-hmm. happened in the Curse of La Llorona. It's effective in that movie, actually. She zapped them after they came out from it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, I do think that this horror movie does suffer a little bit in the tension and the scariness of what you're talking about in the same way that a Superman film suffers uh, if the the writing isn't strong enough in the sense of like he's the the argument that he's too overpowered. Sure. It's the same thing. Your your villain is so overpowered that it's like everybody's going to die. Nobody can stop him. Yeah. Like unless they happen to be able to get that right piece of the ship and get him. Like, is, which I was surprised that that didn't happen. Yeah, right. I, but I, like, I mean, like, I like but that. but outside of that, like, I know that unless somebody goes to that ship, they're dead. Yeah, that's what I know. And yeah. so there's an inevitability to it that that takes away some of the tension because, like, you're yeah. like every person who he decides to kill is gonna die unless they get to that ship. It's like when Badger is um, Badger from Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he the the uncle when he's when he sees him fly and says nope. Nope. That's nope. great. Yeah. That was I love that moment. Yeah, you're just Nope. Like, no. No, no. <laughs> no. Time one thing to go. That, all right. So one thing that kind of it, it just it just realized that it kind of bugs me because he obviously he gets home safe and sound. He kisses his wife and he goes to brush his teeth. I would assume his bathroom is like right next to his bedroom and when he turns around he sees uh his nephew there and he starts shouting at the top not the top of his lungs but pretty damn loud. Well, it was a closet. But he still, walked into a closet and he's just hanging out in his creepy mask. But still, I w- if I was like, hey, what the hell? I would have woken up my wife and be like, why is he here? What's going on? And I'm pretty, sh- I, don't, I don't know. It's just. 
it was it was <laughs> interesting that he didn't talk to the wife like because it was like should have been I around the she would been asleep but, I but if i saw hypothetically speaking if i saw my nephew in my closet i would have woken up uh my wife immediately and be like why is that like an editing right thing. It's, it's the staging but you know it's the staging of the of the set pieces of the major set pieces the major horror set pieces of the movie they mm-hmm. feel disconnected from the rest of the movie yeah it's like okay we've now we've now had the sequence we've led here here's the set piece and now we go on. Mm-hmm. It's it's awkward. That that yeah. section of the film is awkward. And also, yeah. I would. And also, even when he does to go see <clears> his <throat> aunt, I would have been like, "Hey, uh, why is your son here?" And and lacking in clear like, goal. Because yes, she, I agree with you that she, she would be texting out, them. Because I would. Because I thought that she was texting uh, I, I Elizabeth Banks, I and not too. her husband. What a horrible aunt to not be like, "Okay, Brandon, come inside. We're gonna call your mom." Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. It's, I was like, why? You would, that's your friend or sister? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was, was ever clear. They, it was a sister. sister. It was sister. the sister to the mom. Okay. I was just like, why? I I would hope if my kid went to someone's house and I wasn't around, them. that they would be, they would call me or something. Not nope. just be like, go nope. walk back in the dark. Nope. Mm-hmm. I will, I will drive Millie myself and not contact you. <laughs> Right, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It and, doesn't make sense. And I mean, it was established that these characters like clearly loved him, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden that was just dropped. Yes. Yeah. Yes. At least it's, for the at least for the dad. Like the no, mom. I think, the I, think, mom. I think even for the the uncle and the aunt. Oh, we'll get them too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He, like, a he gun. was. He was an important part who of their gave, lives. Who gives someone a gun at a kid's establishment? It's in Kansas. You didn't grow up in the South <laughs> or the Midwest, where I shot guns when I was a under ten yeah. years old. And he also he does say I shot my first buck with that with that rifle. So yep. he it was that's it, not that's not an issue. Also, fun fact: this movie does take place in Kansas. You see a Kansas license plate. That yeah, is fun. And also, it also says Brightburn, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, part part of my issue with that whole section is uh, with the aunt and uncle is that it's never quite clear exactly what the boys wants or is trying yeah. to do because yeah. I'm like if he's here to kill her he he's just not he's not hindered by anything I don't no. know why he's hesitating he's not even necessarily scaring her so I don't know what he's doing yeah um, I don't know this, if he's just trying to I don't know because I there are parts of the movie where I think he's like his, he hears the thing from the ship and I assume his mission why he was sent away take, was, take to, was to take over the world so I don't know if that was him oh. like trying to fight against the quote-unquote programming but it it just wasn't. But I don't, think, a little I don't think it is. I don't think it is because as soon as as soon as he figures it out, take the world. Yeah. He is never once against that. He is always going for that. Maybe yeah. except for his mom the at second the second end. He says, and she mom. betrays yeah, him. The second he goes, take the world, and he doesn't he's, want his parents to know that well, he was doing that's, that. That's it. Except for the fact that he doesn't want his parents to find out. Mm-hmm. If he was hardwired to the take over the world thing, why does he even care? Yeah. He's the most powerful thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. Why does he even care what they think? There is some hesitation of like, I still kind of want to be that thing they love. Yeah. And and my whole thing is, I wish they'd played more with the idea of there being any part of him fighting the sleeper agent program. Like when he, like when he says, I want to do good. Yes. I wish that it either go hard that he is a sleeper agent and mm-hmm. he's just, there's nothing good left. Mm-hmm. He is that now. Like, yeah. Or play up that, that struggle, that, that kind of, you know, uh, I, I would have much rather like this was a horror movie, but it was a lot of moments of like, why did you make me do that? I had to do this now because of you. And it's like, it's a kid caught in this frustrating yeah. point and they're like concerned and they're freaked out about the situation. Yeah. So, I know the second scene where he's in Caitlin's room also freaked us out because she's on her laptop. Her laptop's on the first and she sees him right oh, the, there. Whatever happened to truth? Whatever happened to truth? Justice the American Way? Type no, thing. truth oh, and justice. She's definitely era. a Lois Lane. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you see her, and that could have been the part where he's like, "Look, this I can do these things." And this film could have gone that from that point could have gone two totally different ways. 
Whereas he tells her, he's like, I know I can do these things. You know I can do these things. I'm really sorry I hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. I am so... He gives the flowers as like a peace offering. And then he tries to be good, but the programming gets him. Or it could go straight away. He's like, yeah, you know these things, but I just want to see you pretty once more time. Zap, fly away, kills your mom. Instead, he's like, oh yeah, don't worry. I'm going to take care of your mom. And he kills her anyway. I want to I want to real quickly be, as I as I have it in my head sure. if you don't mind. Um there is an interesting bit of foreshadowing of the credit sequence that I I did enjoy. Uh I've seen this movie twice unfortunately and I um <laughs> unfortunately did I, you I kind of wish I didn't. But when I was watching I would have rather seen Aladdin twice what I'm trying to get at. Um when she's looking up meteorite meteors Kansas 2006 or whatever uh-huh. there are six Six lights in the sky. Oh. At the end with Michael Rooker. Evil Justice League. Yeah. At the end of right with Michael Rooker, he shows six pictures of what we can only assume is an evil form of the Justice League. Hell yeah, yeah baby. I'm into it. He does. So so it looks like Super there was, cool. This, it looks like there was at least the intention that this was meant to be an invasion force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. I I do wish that there was more clear uh intent yeah. of what he, the boy was feeling. That's actually a good moment, that second scene, mm-hmm. because it still does imply that level of like, I can still be a good person. Yeah. Right. Because he cares about the girl and he wants to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to show people how special I am. You're going to see it too. But yeah. he doesn't have a, a strong moral conscience anymore. Right. He doesn't, it, he go. he's, he's, you can see the conflict within him, but instead it's just, he's monotone. He's, ta- he's like, Oh no, I know what I'm here to do now. I, th- I mean, I don't hate that. Like after that scene, I don't hate that for the rest of the movie. Like when they, t- like when um, they tell him that, Hey, your uncle's dead. So what do you want me to do? Cry? He's just monotone of the whole I like movie. The, I also like the delivery of like, I would never hurt him. I loved him. Yeah. Which obviously didn't. But I actually like that. But at the same time, it's one of those things is like, you, this movie could have been a little bit more, but I don't hate where it's going. It just, it could have been more. I wish. Do you the, get what I'm saying? Yes. I wish the movie would have given us a more clear read on the character of the boy because mm-hmm. I really don't know what he wants at any given moment after the programming happens. Yeah. And I don't know what he's, what he's going for and I don't know what he's feeling. Uh, whether and and some of that is like oh want to keep it suspenseful but like mm-hmm. it I could if I'd had a window into him I could have cared more about like I wanted to feel oh man don't do this yeah. kind yeah. of feelings or like if there was like I, there was just line. nothing there was nothing to latch yeah. into with him except for like that one moment right at the end with Elizabeth Banks and that's uh-huh. really all you get and I wish there was more of that I wish there was more of him like struggling with it honestly. I agree if like give me one line where like you do see him struggling it's like mom I'm really trying yeah hey, I can't. Like, just give me one line. I'm like, okay, I understand. You're really trying. You can. You're a bad but guy. The second, but, like, you know, it's so just, like, on the line and never gives you a right answer. I'm like, but, like, what do you want me to feel? Like, the second Elizabeth Banks tries to stab him and he takes her up and he's staring at her, I'm like, to taste of betrayal. What are you going to do? What's, drop her. Yeah, and he just drops yeah. her. I was like, oh, this yeah. movie does it did not, because I was fully I expecting. I, truthfully, I appreciated the way it ended. I like so it. do I. I like that moment. That I was, was like my favorite part. I yeah. was fully yeah. expecting it to be like, she stabs him, she's traumatized, and she just like becomes a little hurt. Nope. And now, and now there are five more. But her <laughs> but her actually dying, and and even that plane just crashing into him, I was like, that is some dark shit right there. Mm-hmm. And him just like eating the cookie, you see Michael Rooker, great cameo by him, by the way, on like showing his, all these doing his best Alex Jones that's what yeah. I said yeah but still him being like the quote unquote conspiracy theorist who was actually right about these people um, about Brightburn about all these people and even the news footage afterwards like hey he goes on and shit's gonna hit the fan so I kind of liked how it it wasn't a good ending would As, you guys see a sequel? by good ending I mean it doesn't end well for anyone except for him yeah, would you Brandon. guys watch a sequel I, with, without telling me like what the premise is, just like, do you want to see a Brightburn sequel? Yes. 
because I, yeah. I, you know I do what? think the ending's silly enough where I'm like, yeah, okay. I, you know what? I'd, I will. Yeah. I'd watch it, but I don't really want it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't see a Brightburn sequel, but I would want to see that universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's, you know, yeah. The, the, like the six pictures. I want to know. You want to see like evil Wonder Woman. Yeah, like I want to see Strangles what's happening with, with these other people. Kind of yeah. like a Cloverfield or, yeah. or what we hope for a quiet place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100% like that, I yeah. What those mean. Do five more movies individually telling their horror movie stories and then do an evil Dark Justice League. The of Dark them, Universe. Of them taking oh, over the Lord. world. Welcome oh, to a I dark universe. Zack Snyder would be so mad because he's like, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd all be like, we know you're just shit at it. <laughs> yeah, this is this actually is more But they made alley. different characters, Zack. Yeah. I think one of the things that kind of bothered me when I was watching this movie was the fact that me personally, I was portraying, a, I was like comparing this to Superman. I mean, we all, I know the premise. It's evil Superman. But well, you're supposed to. A lot of the imagery in this film is meant to. Yeah, it's, you're, you're meant think, to know this. I think is because Superman. I'm just so ingrained in the the tale of Superman and seeing it. It's done. like it's like Red Sun. Like you're you're you're. Yeah. you're they wrote this story. They wrote the story with the intention of having the audience make the parallel to Superman. Yeah, but even in Red Sun, Superman was still a hero. He this one is just a murdering psychopath. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, it's like, what if Superman that's, was a that's murdering That's why they made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if you can't get on board with that, then this movie's not for you at all. Yeah. Because it is, True. what if Superman yeah. was a, a horror movie monster? Right, right. That's what it is. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's something, it just bothered me. It was, it's probably just my own personal thing. The movie itself, I thought it was fine. I, I did enjoy it. I do like the how... I think you... I, I think that you just don't get a read on, like, yeah. enough of the character stuff to connect oh. with anything. And mm-hmm. because of that, it's it just... You, you you get what it is, but it's like yeah, but it's like the kind of the most shallow exploration of that. Mm-hmm. It's a cool yeah. costume. Uh, I yeah. do love. There are a bunch of shots in this movie that I really liked. I even leaned over to Ryan a few times, like yo, that's spooky. Yep. Like where um uh Brendan by um Brendan Brandon is just floating, and you see what? the red of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yes, I love those shots. Like, I mean, because that stuff is effective even when it's super. Yeah, even when the um the ships were the ship lights were flashing. I was it was kind of like um, seizure inducing a little. Bit. I really liked the like the the evil devil voice. That's just like that's like emanating <laughs> emanating from the ship. Yeah. You wow. are not alone. Yeah. yeah. Blah but, him. Yeah. Blah, blah, but blah. while also was I also liked the scene where Elizabeth thinks is she gets the thing from the ship and the lights are just constantly flashing red, white, red, white, and it goes I was fully oh, expecting when him she's to when be she's behind. out of the hangar though. When she's out of the hangar though, I was kinda of done with it. I was like, look, if he's not gonna pop up behind her, stop doing this. This is getting tiresome. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think we're wrapping up. What do you yeah, think? I really like the moment where he finds out about who he is, yeah. and she's uh-huh. explaining it to him. And they play that little music that's you know not the Superman theme, but you know very like optimistic music, which uh-huh. this movie doesn't use a lot. And it's like, oh yeah, and it's like, oh you were sent here You're for a reason blessing. and all this. Mm-hmm. And then they just crush it, they get, and ruin they, it. They, and they I'm like, yeah, the, he goes, yeah. the same thing that they did in Man of Steel where, yeah. when so. What, who am I? You're my son. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I really like that they yeah, did that. Yeah, no, I like it because it's a different the, yes. outcome. You lied. You're a liar. Yeah. yeah. And, he like goes, and he goes in the house and just wrecks all their family And pictures. see, that's another, like, image into, like, he's not, he's clearly not just the sleeper agent. There mm-hmm. is part of who he is in there. Yeah. And I wish more of that was clear because it's a very blurred line of, mm-hmm. I don't know when he is that person and when he isn't. Yeah. Because he gets, not even so he gets sure. genuinely tantrumly emotional. I mean, I'm yeah. not even sure if he's meant to be a sleeper agent, but more so just an evil dick. But he, he like they, they say that he was a good, sweet boy until, until the this point. Yeah. Okay, 
like they say that he was wonderful. There were no issues. Like, even he before, was he was Clark Kent. Like yeah. before he snuck into Caitlin's room the first time, she she turns around and she gives him like that. Oh yeah, you're you're cool. I like right, the smart but, kid. But smile. there's so much. But there's so much in the film, like when he's getting bullied or or things like that. Uh, even getting like mixed signals. There's so much in the film that almost make it look like we're meant to interpret it as he's being bullied into becoming this. Monster. But they didn't lean into that hard. But they don't either. lean into it yeah. exactly. And he mainly just killed people that he loved. Like, or yeah, he, he killed people. That he, he killed with the exception of her mom. Yeah, Caitlin's mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, my final thoughts will be: um, this movie, as someone who's seen all of James Gunn's movies, this feels like a James Gunn movie, uh, but like a cheap James Gunn movie in terms of uh, uh, quality. Which this was not directed by. Him. No, it's not directed. Yeah. By him. But all, his entire family had everything sure, to do sure. with it, and uh-huh. hi, him, his name. Except for Sean, I don't think Sean's on. Yes, this one. Sean. Sean showed up at the very end in like one of the producer things well he does yeah I think well, so mind um, but like uh, James Gunn loves gross rated R shit besides Guardians he's only made gross rated R products um, so I could see why he'd want to produce this get his family involved hey uh, the guy who directed this it's his first feature and he helped well his his, hel- his brothers um, the people who wrote it yeah. came to him and said will you produce this for us oh very nice yeah. cool uh, that is cool and is I think it is a good enough idea I don't think the execution was there but like sure if if this is like hey like the 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 gun juniors like hey we want to try to be you James Gunn like if they want to try to do this this is a good first step I think yeah yeah Ben final thoughts this movie's fine there are parts of it that I really enjoyed. I do like how it's, I mean, even though I had problems with it when I was watching the film, I kept thinking about like, oh no, this is so, it's supposed to be different from Superman because it's obviously not Superman. His name's but, Brandon. Yeah, his name's Brandon. Wait, what? Shut up. No. And this is, it's fine. It's a decent, I mean, yeah, there, I feel like the horror is in the, the tense moments. I mean, yeah, there are jump scares. One of them certainly did get me. God damn it. I know it got I, you sparks once. I saw you jump. I don't. Remember. I was reaching for some popcorn and I just wasn't ready for it. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind jump scares. Yeah, if yeah. you get me, yeah. good for you. <laughs> yeah, they, they got they got me once, but there are some good tense moments here. Calling it a horror film, yeah, yeah, I could see it, but it's still a fine movie. Uh, Ryan, what would you rate? Uh, it? I give it a seven. Seven. Yeah. Ben, what would you rate? Seven. It? Sparks. Also a seven. What would final thoughts? Anything you want to add before? No, I think I covered it pretty well. It's just generally like the, I think the thing that would have shifted this into like a really good movie is just being able to connect to the character of the boy a lot better. Yeah. Having some kind of connection to like who he is or go the opposite direction. Go the hard like, no, he's like emotionless and moralist yeah. and make that so frightening and have us connect to all the other characters who are his victims. Yeah. But either way, I think there just needed to be more audience to character connection sure. with, with either the victims or him. So you say seven? Yeah. yeah, Marty, what would you, what would you have to say about? It? I mean, I I still love the premise. I think it's amazing, and I still I I think everything that he did was really cool, and but I just the the relationships were just they got dropped, and mm-hmm. that really frustrated me. And I kind of was hoping that like Elizabeth Bank would just that character would have just kept going on, and like you're my kid even though you're a psychopath and it just, I don't know. Like it kind of went to a want, want, want for me. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, what would you give it a rating? Rating? <sighs> you can have your own rating. We do, we, we, we do one, one through 10, as you know, I mean, it means different things for everyone. I mean, for me, it would be like, like a 5.5. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, not, that's, that's not far off from us. Yeah. Um, same. Uh, I agree with a lot of things that were said. Um, I, uh, I felt like everything kind of felt flat. Um, I was terrified for the little girl. Terrified. Heck yeah. Uh, 
like especially as a parent just like well seeing him struggle and then like seeing him go and potentially hurt another kid i was just like no um but outside of that i just felt like everything just was kind of i really missed that relationship especially since they built so much upon it in the beginning mm-hmm. um the fact that they just let it go was a really big bummer and i think i would i would rate it probably a five Wow. I think I think in some ways the movie's at a detriment of relying too much in you placing the Jonathan Kent, Martha Kent, and Clark Kent relationship on these characters so that they can just do what they want to do, and the relationship is implied, and you're like, it's like that. Think of that, and I'm like, no, 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 you got to show, show me us. this relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't just say, oh, but think of like it's it's just like that. As yeah. as you like to say, show don't tell. Yeah. Yes. Uh, real quick, Brandon, we didn't touch on it too much, but I I mean we did, but like I really really like the the final scene with the dad in the forest. Yes. Because like, I'm yes. gonna take my son on a nice camping trip. Stares mom, don't worry, mom. Right in the eyes. And 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 he shoots him as his back is turned, and then he turns around, and it's like. Wow, my dad just shot me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I'm burning this fool to the ground. And yep. I was like, that that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. Um yeah, I echo a lot of what you guys said. I think we're all in pretty much agreement of the of the of this one, so I'm not gonna repeat really anything. Um I th- I, you know what? I don't know. A seven out of ten seems too high, a six out of ten seems too slow for me. But probably six, six and a half. I think it'll go to six point five. I'll do that too. Go for it. Six point five it is. Uh all right. Should we get into our book club? Yep. Woo! Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Book Store. Can I help you find anything today? Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, anything readable? Right then, time now for our book club. It is my turn once again as Marty loses his headphones. Um, Where'd they go? We are we are back. And I chose Godzilla, The Half-Century War. I said last week it is my favorite comic of all time. I have re- That has been reinforced with this fourth reading of this book. Uh, I love this book. I adore this book. Uh, basically, the premise is it takes the... Um, so, as we mentioned before, Godzilla is in three eras. The Millennium Era of Godzilla, the 2000-2004 era, took the idea that only the first film is canon to the franchise and then a, a second and then a sequel is is then uh, stemmed off from it in its own continuity. This takes the, that idea. So it opens in 1954 when Godzilla first makes land and we meet our two main characters, Ota and... Um, Ken. Ken, Ota and Ken. Kentaro. And they uh, are there when Godzilla first, ma- first makes land and then from there... It's a whole new continuity where we jump ten year, ten about ten years every issue, and it's about this guy's five year five century war. This uh, five no, decade five decade war. Thank you. Half uh, century. Half century war with Godzilla. Uh, Ota's half century war with Godzilla. Yeah. So what do we all think about this one? Let's go around the horn. Ben. Go oh, Ben. Oh, okay, I guess I'm going first. Um, I have read this book multiple times. Um, I absolutely love this book. Um, I think James Stokoe is in his prime with this book. It's written, drawn, written, l- inked, dra- lettered. Everything he did. No, there was a hell of color, so help. Don't don't deny her. Her name's Heather. Let me see. Yep. No, I know. I'm right. Well, I'm going to get a full right, a full name. Heather. As he's flipping through. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Colorist. Colorist. Help by Colorist. Oh, uh, so right Color Assist by Heather Breckel. Yep. Yeah. There you go. But James Stokoe did a great job, and this is one of the stories of Godzilla that it, uh, it take. I love that. I just love the perspective because a lot of the films, like the Godzilla films we know and love, take the are from like one person in that one movie. Godzilla fights one monster, and then we never see that person again in another Godzilla film at all. Whereas this one follows the guy who was there when Godzilla first landed, all the way to the end, 
and I really, really like that. Yeah, um, I just want to. So we we make fun of his screonk, his onomatopoeia a lot. Is screonk what James Stoko did for this book, and he's the only one to do this. He traced the waveform of the roar, and that's, that's his what roar. That is, yeah, yeah. It's the waveform of his roar. It's super cool. So when you hear us trying to make a penis, that's what we're doing. We're trying to do Godzilla screonk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he designs the he designs the monster. My favorite design, the Millennium Era design. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry, Ben. To, just wanted to point that out. Yeah, but this is probably my favorite Godzilla book, and I I remember after I got I after I was reading your copies of um, Half Century sing- War, issues, yeah. Godzilla Rulers of Earth came out, and I read I bought that whole run, and then after I was done with that, I was like, man, this this why did I do this to myself? And Rulers of Earth has Godzilla versus Zilla, so there's some merit. Yeah, there. but ish- that was issue two, and issue two sold out, and I could never find it, so I yeah. never was able to get a whole set. Ryan, what do you think about this one? I thought this book's a lot of fun. Uh, the art is the standout. Um, oh, it's yeah. really cool seeing all the all the Godzilla guys come up and fight again mm-hmm. in, in, on the comic book form. It's a lot of fun. Um, you guys flipped through it, so you really only have to say about the art. I, I read the first three issues. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, I, so that part I really liked. Yeah. And I was kind of bummed that I wasn't able to finish it because I have no idea how it ends. Go. We'll probably and spoil the ending ex- for you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm super excited for spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he likes spoilers a lot. Okay. Uh, Sparks. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I remember years ago I loaned this to you. I guess. Yeah, um, and you had a you had a different reaction, and it broke my heart a little. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I read it. Really? I'll be honest with because you. Because when we so when we did King of the Kingdom of Monsters, which was my first Godzilla book club years and years and years ago, when we first started the show, uh, what years, years, years? Yeah, three years. Um, you you said, "Is this the book you made me read?" And I and it wasn't. It was this one. Mm. Um, so maybe you just didn't read it. I guess not. I very well may not have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So as Ben said, we 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 know that we we get to know these characters through fifty years. This is the uh, the X Men movie formula done right. Yeah. Yeah. Really, because you feel yeah. like there's time that's passed. Thank you for making that point because I was going to. Yeah. And you did it. <laughs> and I'm so happy. That that um, stands out to you yeah, too. Absolutely. The major bad guy of this of this book is called Doctor Deverich. Deverich. <laughs> he was my favorite part of this. Before you go too far, can we just hold on that point for sure, a moment? Sure, definitely. <laughs> because this is a great example of how you can't just say this movie takes place a decade later and just be like, oh, the characters are like totally the same, and no real change has happened, and they haven't grown as people. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Uh, what? Who thinks that? Anyway, yeah. this book is a great example of how that's just total rubbish. Yeah, so we meet Dr. Deverich. Issue and, uh, three, I want to say, when we first meet him. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a, late into it. It oh, is issue three. three. So Correct, said, Marty? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I have the I have the deluxe hardcover, and there's some bits in the back here. It's really, really interesting stuff. One of the bits is him saying, um, he has the page where Dr. Deverich is introduced. He says, Dr. Deverich, the evil protagonist who may or may not be named after the after an amalgamation of two certain American filmmakers who made a shoddy monster yep, movie yep, in the yep. late 90s. That's exactly what I assumed before you yep. told me that. Deverich yeah. and Roland Emmerich. Yep. Who are they talking about? Uh, Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich. If, you, if you're being serious, what if you're not, you? screw you. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Brightburn? <laughs> it's Brightburn. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, the art is definitely a standout in this book. Um, but there's a lot of really fun, quirky characters. A lot of really cool. Like if you're a Godzilla fan, there's a lot of there's mazers, weird drills on things. Yeah, that doctor's cool. Uh, yeah. There's a whole team assigned to each monster. Yes. Uh-huh. And I and I sat there and I went, why isn't Godzilla an anime? How is there not a Godzilla monster Shh, anime? We got no, 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 no. I'm aware. How was there not an anime before that that was about? 
teams of dudes assigned to specific monsters oh, yeah. in the Godzilla universe. Because it's too That's good of an idea. That's such an anime show. Yeah, yeah. That is. And I'm like, how is this? How is this not? A th- how is this never? God, that Netflix anime really ruined. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. That when, whole prospect. When the Netflix animated animated movies were announced, I was like, oh my <clears> god. Oh my God! Yeah, but they but didn't do no. any of that. The, by the anti-megalosaurus way, force. By yeah. the way, um, an element of this of this book may have found its way into Godzilla: King of the Monsters if the trailers are anything to go by. And King of the Monsters, it looks like Vera Farmiga is trying to control the monsters with waveforms. That's what I thought. Oh, that's oh. what I thought. Oh. Devrich is thing, oh. yeah. and so she's trying to gather them. Yeah. Okay. So Devrich create well, the the plot of this of this is that De- is that Doctor Devrich creates a uh, a device that can point monster can, can guide monsters to a place sure uh, and he and he manages and he turns it up too powerful that space Godzilla shows up that's sweet and then Ghidorah, King Ghidorah he, he builds one Gigan. too big he builds one too yeah. big and space Godzilla shows up and my favorite issue is actually issue 4 so I'm sorry Marty yeah um, that's where space Godzilla shows up so space Godzilla shows up Mecha Godzilla is there so it's three Godzillas fighting each other it's awesome, and then it's so powerful. It's still so powerful. That the last pa- panel of that issue, you see the silhouettes of Gigan yes. and King Ghidorah flying past Jupiter. Hell on the yeah, Gigan! Yeah. Sounds amazing. Uh, the one that, going back to the, your your um the all the teams dedicated to different people. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, these hippies are assigned to Mothra. And I really love the just this Mothra flies over. It's like, ha ha, righteous, get him, Mother Mothra. Yeah, no, yeah. Not only that, <laughs> their van, their van, their hippie van, it has Mothra. Mothra symbol. There's a lot of cool like uh, them being this task force assigned There's to these monsters. A lot of splash graffiti pages. Art. There's a lot of great splash pages, like the one I'm, I'm holding in the shoe. Th- yeah. in the shoe three, three. Um, with just like, I mean, look at this. There's Kamunga, Rodan, Mothra, uh, and then Godzilla shooting his atomic breath. Sludge monster, hetera, 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 hetera. Yeah. So like each each issue uh, is set in a decade, but it pays homage to the monster to the Godzilla films of that decade specifically. So you know the second issue, Anguirus, is the mm-hmm. second uh, monster that is is introduced in the franchise. So that's the second monster that's introduced in this in this book. Um, the only in the seventies issue, the third issue, it's mostly monsters that were introduced in the seventies, with the exception of Batra. Yeah, Batra. But technically not supposed to be there. Uh, but the inclusion is welcome because I like Batra. I like Batra. So design. do I. Um, do you mean Megagirus Light? Yeah. Megagirus. Cool. That's fair. Just checking. Um, and then in. Uh, I'm in a nerd. Issue four, Space Godzilla, <laughs> because that was the, 80, the 80s. Uh, uh-huh. And then we get to 2002 as the final issue. And the final issue has the Black Hole Cannon. Which was from Godzilla versus I want to say Megaguirus, not Megaguirus. Godzilla versus Megaguirus is when they fire the black hole cannon. Boy, it's been a while. And then uh, the Godzilla Tokyo SOS Godzilla design. What's funny about that one is that in this book, um, <clears throat> they're like, "Wow, look at this new Mecha Godzilla." Yeah, they say there's they some say bits, of, bits a Godzilla. of a Godzilla. Yeah, uh-huh. which is which is that's cool uh, thing. No, it's uh, very knowledgeable of the franchise and makes a lot of good references. Yeah, James Doko clearly loves the franchise mm-hmm. and put a lot of that love into this book. More specifically, I just love the idea of a dude who we follow across the span of like 50 years mm-hmm. as he has these encounters with Godzilla. Yes. And where, where that leads him and what, what that's left him with. Thinking because, it's yeah. like personal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him just, him just making it personal and Godzilla's like, Doesn't man, I don't even... Shit. Yeah, and his whole thing in the last chapter is he's like, you're gonna see me, That's what's awesome, yeah. yeah. Like he, the final confrontation. He helps, like he, he's like, all right, Godzilla, it, we're gonna fight. It reminds me a lot of that moment from... 
Oh. oh. One of the Godzilla movies where the guy goes up and stands on the rooftop and shouts at Godzilla. Godzilla 2000. And then he crushes the building, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's Godzilla 2000. It's also yells, a little bit of... Godzilla! Godzilla roars that and is, squishes the that building. That is not the only movie where that's happened. No, there's no. a couple of them. I'm it. thinking of the one where the dude had... like It's a dude who we did track through like three movies from King Ghidorah into Mothra Battle of Earth yes, into yes, yes. Uh, another one and he goes up to the roof and he shouts at Godzilla and Godzilla just like turns for a moment and then just blasts yes. the, the whole building he's on. That's great. Yeah, um, so and that was a personal like thing because okay. we tracked that character through oh, three so they, films which oh, almost never do, happened. Oh, they, we did do that. Okay. It has happened. In oh, the Heisei era, there's like three characters that are the same through most of those films. Oh, well, it's, well okay. Truth be told, it has been a few years since I've last seen a Heisei era film. So in, the, so in the final issue, Mechagodzilla goes to help Godzilla fight Gigan and Ghidorah. King, King Ghidorah. Uh, and he's, so he's like coughing. He's got like cancer and he's just yelling at Godzilla who's not looking at him he's like look at me look at me and he just smirks and he's like and what's the, what's the oh, line you stubborn like, stubborn to the very end because <laughs> he typical just because he just won't look down at him yeah <laughs> he's like I'm shouting at you and then they and then they supposedly both get sucked into a black hole never to be seen again however mm-hmm. the final spikes page, do you see the spikes mm-hmm. possibly Godzilla has lived yep yeah. a Godzilla anyway. I really love because you can't kill I love that ending nature. because or, it is what I kind of t- took from that is that could be the ending to Godzilla in Hell. Maybe. What were you saying? Um. What Ryan? was I saying? Oh what yeah. Um, um. I like that it's kind of like a downer because you spent like fifty years with this guy and Godzilla doesn't give two shits. And yeah, why? Why no. would he? And like his final line is like, Psh, "Godzilla, stubborn as always, my old friend." He's like, "I'm not your friend, boy." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm not your friend, guy. <laughs> He's like, "I don't even know you." Yeah, I really, I really like in the in the like. You took everything from me. Who? I don't even know who you are. Yeah. You will. I really like in the fourth <laughs> issue when they're in um, Stockholm or something. They were, they're in Russia before. Uh, no, the fourth Godzilla. issue they were the, in oh, India. No, India. 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 Okay. So before uh, Space Godzilla shows up, and uh, they're just like, and the narration is like, yeah, we basically just became hurricane watchers. Just told people to get out of the way. Uh huh. Yeah. That's actually yeah. my fa- that actually yeah. that scene uh, that part of the book has my favorite line where um, Oda lights up a cigarette and Ken's like, "Dude, I'm, I'm trying to quit." He's like, "We chase an irradiated monster for a living, and you're scared about getting me about getting cancer from a cigarette." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he gets cancer. Yeah, I yeah. just really like the idea that you know this, <clears throat> but this book is not the only one, but it, it definitely leans heavily into the idea that these monsters are forces of nature that you uh-huh. cannot control, you cannot beat. Right. Yeah. There, it's it's the line in Pacific Rim. Uh, you know, in a Jaeger, you can fight a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's it's like Pacific Rim takes that idea further to where you can beat back the hurricane. Whereas this one is like, no, once a hurricane shows up, get out of its uh, way. This is tangentially related, but I did just watch a, also a documentary on '98 Godzilla and how much. Oh, it's sorry. It's like a twenty-minute. Sorry, okay. it's a, it's just a twenty-minute video. It's a, it is a documentary, but um, I'd love to watch an hour and a half documentary. No, I know, right? Um, but pretty much everyone at Toho hates that Godzilla yep. movie. And the 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 quote that I saw that stuck with me more is like, "The Americans can't can't get behind a creature that they can't destroy with their own weapons." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh wow, that's so powerful!" Because like, of course, missiles and like destroy Godzilla in the American movie, but he's he's immortal basically. You and I'm just like, brought that up that is such a good representation of America versus Japan. That's right. what, yeah. that's what right. the 2014 film does well. Yeah. Right. You just brought up something that I really want to talk about because mm. issue two, when I was reading this last night, is probably one of my favorite issues in this story because um, A, it has some historical significance. The, is takes, that the Vietnam one? Yes, it takes yeah, place yeah, in yeah. Vietnam. It takes place about 11 or 15 years after Godzilla first made landfall. It's 13 54. years. And then you have that one annoying general who's like, I'm going to, no one can withstand the amount of bombs we're going to unleash on that valley. Godzilla walks away without a single scratch. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I absolutely love that because it a has some historical significance because it's during the Vietnam War. They they figure out that hey, Deverage figured out a way to control the monsters of the Saigon thing because they're talking about he just went from Hanoi and just making a beeline to Saigon. Yeah, it's he's Saigon. not doing one it. of the best things about that about that is you know you start to see his personal relationship with Godzilla uh-huh. that he sees like yeah. his one sided personal relationship with Godzilla. He's just like yeah, no, Godzilla's never acted like this before. It's so weird. Uh-huh. Like he's treating him like a yeah. friend yeah. and or a pet. It's like it's like do you know? It's well, this isn't they, like they learned, they learned his pattern, yeah. and then all of a sudden it wasn't the same yeah. for yeah. the first time in years. Yeah, and then they unleash and there's an Otis piss because like we had him because we they were hurting him with the with the mazers, and then with the weird ge- drills on it, and then the mining gen- lasers, and then the general just unloads his payload to because the you know Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and Godzilla's just like he's like flip him off. He's like, why'd you do that? That's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, Angus looks real cool. He does. All the yeah. all the guys. I, all look great. I, I love how Stoko draws these. Ca- draws Space Godzilla looks dope. Space Godzilla looks uh, so kick ass. What I wish is, uh, I was I was looking at like old. You clips. brought another Godzilla. I was looking at old clips of old Godzilla films, and when they're like battling somewhere, and the smoke is coming up and everything, it's very much like a blue sky, green trees, buildings, and gray smoke. Yeah, and. I love like this orange sunsetty yeah. fiery smoke that comes up around them. It really makes all these colors very vibrant and poppy. Yeah. Also, all of a lot of the it's just as the way that he does his art, but a lot of like the smoke in like the building debris, it looks like blood. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's super striking. And like every image, it looks like just like a blood yeah. tsunami everywhere. Yeah. The depiction I noticed at this time, but the depiction of the destruction is it, it's like this is. Devastating. This is horrible. Does detail like almost better than anyone. Like him and Jeff yeah. Darrow are the guys who like do so much detail. Every it's single insane. scale is on. Yeah. It's insane how much detail he the, draws. Thousands of blocks on a city street, yeah. especially the um, the Ga- the book where uh, issue three where it takes place in Ghana, Ghana, Africa. That's another thing I love about this book. It doesn't just takes place in Asia or the United States. It takes place in Africa, it's everywhere. In yeah, India. yeah, it's all over the world. Yeah, it's a good looking book. Uh, Marty, any other thoughts about this from what you read? This is my first uh, Godzilla, and I really enjoyed it. You'll never cool. forget nice. your first Godzilla. That's what this, this is your first Godzilla comic. That's what they yeah. say. Not your first Godzilla film. No, that was um, what was that the the U.S. one? Was Nin- the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla? Yeah. Godzilla? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I like this book a lot. I'm so glad you guys liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Book's great. Makes me jonesed for Godzilla: King of the Monsters coming out next yeah. week. Anything yeah. else you guys want to add, or should we get out of here? It's a great comic. Mm, yeah. All right, so Sparks, it's your turn next week. I guess. Is that what we're doing? Yeah? Yes. Let's figure it out now. I yes. don't know. Let's do it now. It's yeah. not that hard, guys. Just decide. <laughs> no, no, no. We, what we were talking about is no, I know. If, if we were going to have the book be... Well, it's right there. Minus yeah. our, our, no, no, no. If we were going to have this book be not my choice, but just us doing uh, it. Just a choice. For the film. We've right, already done two Godzilla books. Why not do another one? So we're doing Godzilla Aftershock. Yeah. Uh, so Godzilla Aftershock, is the. it's out now. It is the prequel to the new movie, Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's a sequel to 2014's Godzilla? It is. Yes. It there is. we go. So check that out. All right, you're gonna have to. It's for the podcast. All right, then that'll do it for us. Heck yeah! This week, um, just so you guys know, there is more fake nerd podcasts coming out this week. We are doing a uh, review special of Aladdin, Disney's latest uh, animated retellings. What they call fabulous he. Um, Yeah, there will be no fake nerds watch this week, obviously, because Game of Thrones is over, and we are waiting for Swamp Thing next week. Uh, But we will be dropping Basement Arcade. And a Basement Arcade special yep. this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. Very cool. Um, and next week, we will be reviewing Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Bing bong. Yeah. Very excited. Can't wait. We're going to have to. All right. So, in the link in the description, you will see a uh, link to our to the Funko affiliate. A Funko affiliate link. 
click on that link, shop as you normally would, check out, use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase. We get a kickback somehow. Uh, check out Paid Media, paidmedia.net. We are a part of the Paid Media Network, and you can find them. Uh, you can find such shows as Do Go On. Nope. I almost did what you did. <laughs> Beg to Differ. Let's Get Contextual. Uh, I just listened to an episode of Let's Get Con- Contextual where they blasted me before liking The Incredible Hulk. So Damn. I'm not upset at all. Hey, man. We can like The Incredible Hulk if you want. <laughs> um, Patreon. We have a Patreon uh, link in the description. T public link in the description. Buy some shirts. Um, buy some merch. We have some great merch. I bought a lot of our merchandise because there's apparently a sale at T public like every fucking week. Damn it. I did it too. Whatever. No one's going to know. Bleep, bleep. Um, uh, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to people like Marty and Sam uh, here. Maybe if you guys listen long enough, you'll be on the show too. Who knows? Um, Anything can happen. It's true. Um, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. Does our, our does our theme song and segment intros. Um, he uh, Suburban Proctologist is not yet back online, but it will be soon. Uh, we are working on that now. Yeah. Uh, but you can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards, and you support Suburban Proctologist if you like. Still with Suburban at facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Um, Mike Matola, thank you so much for our logo. Oh, I forgot to mention Mike Matola. We just locked down a date, so he will be on the show in a couple of weeks. Hooray! Uh, Ken Napsock, don't forget, guys. Ken Napsock, two weeks from now. Cannot wait for that. Whoopee! Cannot wait for that. Uh, this is pod racing. You can find Mike Matola at Mike Matola on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. Fickner, guys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks, where are you? Sparks Witty on Instagram, S P A R K Z Witty. Ben, where are you? Ben Magna 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan, where are you? Vera Famiga plays Dr. Emma Russell, and she's described her character as being a DJ for the monsters. She has figured out a way to communicate with the monsters. I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. And if we wanted, to f- if the, our listeners wanted to follow you guys, Marty and Sam, where can they find you? You can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good Didn't you used to have a Twitter account? Okay. <laughs> Sam, can they find you? Uh, it's just pictures of my kids, but it's uh, at Closer. Sam. It's at uh, Sam uh, underscore Frankie underscore Sully. All right, then. Kid love. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us. We're greatly YouTube. appreciated. And YouTube. Find our YouTube. I, the YouTube link is in the description also. Thank you for reminding me. It is in the description. Or go to YouTube and type in Fake Nerd Podcast. It's all there. Yeah. It's all there. As I was saying, rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys. Is this Brightburn? <laughs> <laughs> Stay fake, nerds. <laughs>